The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Light Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam, the infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> So this is the Sisters Grimm podcast coming at you. Coming at you, Morgan Freeberg and and Greg Kinnear. Uh, this episode is going to be about the Scream franchise. Yeah, 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 yeah. AKA my favorite ever because the reason I love Scream so much is because it's the horror movie that was made for fucking horror fans. Yeah, totally, 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 you know? totally, 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 totally. Like it's one hundred percent written. To just, like, fuck with you and, like, confuse you at every turn and make you think, like, something's going to happen because that's how all horror movies are and then it doesn't because Wes Craven's a genius and right. Kevin Williamson's a genius. And there's, there's like, everybody's a red herring. Like, e- like even Randy, like, screams. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, everybody is a victim. Everyone's a red herring except for, like, you know, Nev Campbell's character and Drew Barrymore's character because she dies. Right. No, Drew, Drew Barrymore barely had any time to, like, she clearly wasn't talking on the phone. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about talking on the phone, Morgan? I mean, I won't answer a call if it's a number I don't know, especially if it's, like, a 407 because then I know it's my college calling. Oh, yeah. I've deleted yeah. or I've blocked, blocked, blocked so for many sure. Sally May. I'm like, yeah. leave me alone. I don't have the money. I'll I'll just worry about it later yeah. in life. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was, I, I never have like the Drew Barrymore situation where the the phone keeps ringing. I would never have to worry about that because I'd be like, I'm not gonna fucking answer the phone. Right. Plus, like, who the fuck has a house phone anymore? Nobody. 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 The use of caller ID increased threefold after the release of the Seriously? first Seriously. Yeah. When did caller ID like come out? Uh, probably like mid to late nineties. Right, because this movie um, came out, uh, opening day was actually my birthday, December 20th of 1996, so I would have been four. You were four. You didn't, like we said before, you did not go to the midnight showing. I did not. I wish. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I instead was probably just somewhere going, Bleh. or no, I guess at four I was hopefully talking. Well, you were like a very drunk four-year-old. Back to talking on the phone. I hate talking on the phone so much. That when I tempt at my friend's law firm, I was supposed to call like medical providers uh-huh. all day, and I would just call a Hall and Oates hotline called Call and Oates, and they would just play like four different Hall and Oates songs, and I would just cycle through those four over and over and over again. Sounds like fun. Yeah, I mean, I would just like be on the phone because like sometimes like you would have to be on the phone for a really long time just like waiting so like they didn't know yeah, they, didn't they, know. they also didn't know that that medical providers like like uh hold music wasn't like privatized by Hall and Oates. right 
So yeah. So uh, let's start with uh, the well, opening scene with the lovely Drew Barrymore. But also, if you are in a similar situation and you want to listen to Hollow Notes, the number is 719-266-2837. Call if you like Hollow Notes. So, movie starts. Drew Barrymore, all alone in her house. Did you know originally Drew Barrymore was actually supposed to be cast um, as Sydney? Yes, she didn't want to be Sydney because she thought it would be cooler or it would be so crazy to audiences for her, like, because she was probably one of the bigger known she actresses. Was definitely, yeah, she was definitely more well known than everyone else in and the movie like, at the time yeah. for sure. And she thought the audience would be like, well, if she died, like, anything could happen. Yeah, anything can happen if you killed Drew Barrymore off in the first 12 minutes, because that opening scene is 12 minutes long. Really? It's 12 minutes? Yeah. Because it was her idea, and Wes Craven was like, genius. Yeah. <laughs> they they have a good collabo together. Mm-hmm. So uh dude keeps calling her calling her over and over and over yeah, again. He calls the first time and he's just like, um, who's this? And she was like, I think you have the wrong number. Yeah, no, this is what I don't get. He calls her like three times. The first time she hangs up on him hangs up on him because she's like, Oh, you have the wrong number. The second time she's like, Ugh, no, you still have the wrong number, dude. He calls the third time and she's annoyed, but then as soon as he asks her about what she's doing and that she's making popcorn, she's like, Oh yeah, I'm like getting ready to watch a movie. Yeah, she like gets in real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then she has that line about um because he asks her what her favorite movie is. She says Halloween. Yeah. She asks him what he says. And I think he says he doesn't know. And I would be like, get the fuck? You asked yeah, me I feel this like question. Y- how do you not know, weird fuck? But um, I think he says, like... He or he's, like, he says, guess. Oh, She's yeah. like, what's yours? And he's like, guess. And then she guesses Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Which is also a Wes Craven movie. Correct. And then she has a line where she talks... She's like, well, the first one was really good, but the rest of them sucked. Which was... Like poking at like because Wes Craven only. Well, no. What's funny? Um, because I I've obviously listened to the commentary on all of these, and Wes Craven was saying how he wanted to take that line out because he didn't want to sound like an egomaniac. And Kevin Williamson's like, you know that you made New Nightmare, right? And he was like, well, yeah, no. Right. Well, yeah, no. So that is one of the ones that um, well, is considered to suck. No, New Nightmare. Uh, um, but I mean, you know, no, New Nightmare is really good. It has that. No, one... no, I love New Nightmare, but like that's it's like that the was only in, other good one. That was in with all the ones that sucked, is what he was saying in the joke, and so that's why you he let so? it stay in. You think so? Because New Nightmare yeah, was very good. I mean, New good. Nightmare didn't do well. It's yes, it did. Way too meta for its time. No, it did really well compared to the other ones. It did. Yeah, I, I was looking it up. Oh well, because that one. That's little... Wes Craven did it. Yeah, and he's a fucking genius. Um, and that one little boy is in it, the one from Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. and creepy looking the little one. asshole from uh, Full House, who was like always a dick to Michelle. And you're like, yeah. get out of here! And he would always say like really rude things to John Stamos. So uh, let's see. I think the scariest part is when he's talking to her on the phone, and he asks her her name. And then she's like, "Why do you want to know my name?" And he's like, "I want to know who I'm looking at." Mm-hmm. And then she's like. What? She's like, um... <laughs> and then the other really gross part is when he says he wants to gut her like a fish. That fucks me genius. up for years. And that he wanted to see what her insides looked like. Yeah. The whole time Drew Barrymore is on the phone um, and she's crying, but that's because she oh, was yeah, talking to so Wes Craven. Wes Craven and her... You know, he's an amazing um, director and so he wanted to get to know her really well and um, Drew's actually like a huge, huge, huge animal advocate and like huge like animal lover and she was telling him this story about something she read or uh, something she saw 
Um, and it was about this owner who basically like lit their dog on fire. Oh, no. And she was just like, while she was telling him the story, she was getting so upset. So when, you know, every time he needed to like take her to that point where she was like losing her fucking mind, he would just be like, Drew, I'm, I'm lighting the, I'm lighting the match. Yeah, you can tell because like there's parts where she's like, no, yeah. and you can tell that's probably because he was being like saying like really grim details. Well, also they for what's funny is um all of the calls were real. Like the guy who did the voice, yeah, he was actually calling her to the something point Rogers where Rogers or Roger something. I should fucking know this. Um, Same. But to the point where, because they were still doing it, like, over the phone, like, the cops got called because yeah. people were getting harassed. I wrote harassed. that down. At one point, uh, some someone in the crew forgot to unplug the phone that yeah. Drew was using to dial 911. And so the, she actually called the 911 operators and heard Drew, oh. like, screaming for her life. Yeah. And at one point, they were contacted by the police and demanded to know because they thought that there was Yeah, actual... they thought something was actually fucking happening. Yeah. yeah. So, um, this is also the 90s when, like... I mean, serial killers were still kind of a thing. Well, they're still serial killers are obviously. I mean, they're still, still a thing. thing, but um. Uh, let's talk it's about just when, like phone shit was. Like, let's talk weirder. about dead Steve. Let's talk about Steve, her boyfriend. <coughs> Steve, her bubble butt uh, boyfriend. No, <laughs> I know that's Billy. Her, bu- Billy. her bubble Billy's butt the bubble butt boyfriend. Maybe the uh, Steve's played by Kevin Patrick Walls, and he uh, auditioned for Billy and West Craven. As a compensation, gave him the role. Well, of he was he was literally the runner up. Like it was between him and Skeet Ulrich. Oh, that's weird. and that and so because he did so well and almost got the part, he was like, I still want you to be in this movie, even though he has conservatively maybe two minutes of actual screen time and no yeah, words. But except, still, that's no. a cool role. No, no, it's a cool role to play though. Getting your guts cut out. Yeah, uh, Dude, are you, you kidding? I would have been like a fly shitting on, on a wall. True. To be in, the, in that extra. opening scene of that movie. True. True, 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 true. Um, so then you finally see Ghostface. And yes. you know the origin behind the mask, right? Um, well, it's based, uh, I see you have in the notes, it's based off the Don't scream. Say the name. It's based off of the painting by Edward Monk. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, if you, if you haven't seen the picture, it's basically like the exact same face. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, it, I know originally they wanted it to be, well, I know in the script it just said, like, a shadow, and Wes would be like, well, what do you want it to look like? And Kevin Williamson, the writer, would be like, not my fucking problem. Oh. <laughs> and so Wes Craven had to come up with it completely on his own. And I think originally... <laughs> not my problem. Yeah, though. he was like, not my problem. And I think originally they wanted it to be an all-white costume, but then they were yeah. like, this isn't scary. No, I read that. And then Wes Craven was like, he looks like he's part of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. We cannot yeah. have that. And so another thing they did all throughout the movie, if you've never noticed this, is every person who could be a red herring is wearing, like, huge clunky boots oh. that, like, the killer also was wearing. I would like to counter that with not being true because the scene where uh, they're sitting – or like the kids are like sitting around the like fountain. Jamie Kennedy is well, Jamie Kennedy was never a red herring. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. I don't think so. Really? Because when she talks to him on the phone, she's like, J- he, she's like, Randy, I know it's you. And then he's like, this isn't fucking Randy. Right. I don't think he was. Ever no, he to was be one. all. No, they all so. were. They all were. I don't think he was. All I'm trying to say is, during that scene, he's wearing the greenest shoes I've ever seen in my goddamn. Yeah, and that's life. why I don't think he was ever supposed to be a red herring. I doubt it's because of the shoes. He was a red herring. I don't think so. I bet Tatum was never wearing big clunky shoes. I think big big clunky shoes were just no, a she big was. thing in the she 90s. Was, she was wearing big boots. 
No, I Holly, I know this. They they talk about it. Okay, but I also know that Randy was considered a red herring, and he wears lime green shoes at one point. Anyway, I didn't realize that it was going to cause so much contention between the two of us. Uh, throughout the so then he Ghostface starts chasing after Drew. Um, for some reason, she still is like clutching onto the cordless phone. I would have dropped that shit. It's supposed to be like a metaphor for, um, like the fact that we, well, I mean, back then it was way less so than it fucking is now. Um, but it was a metaphor for like how people are so like tied to their phones. And so like, I mean, especially fucking now, like, like, I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm constantly walking around just with my phone in my hand. Oh no, me too. Um, And especially around that time is when like cordless phones were becoming a thing. And so it was kind of like a metaphor for how we can't like be away from from technology in general. I totally get that. I have thoughts where like if I'm driving and I, I think of like, if I was driving and I was in a car accident, I hope that I would be able to like hold on to my phone so that nothing would happen to my phone. That's how I feel like when I think about, like, if someone were to mug me, I'd be like, dude, take all my fucking money, but if you take my fucking iPhone, like, fuck you, I have so many phone numbers saved in my phone that I'm not going to remember, I have pictures that I need, like, please don't take my iPhone. Yeah, don't take my nudes. You're just going to look at my nudes. I don't, I don't have, have nudes, any nudes on my phone. Yeah, I don't have any nudes on Anywho's my phone. Anywho, though, so, yeah, no, but she, I mean, even while being stabbed, she holds onto the phone. I would, like, yeah. go of my phone after being stabbed. And her parents are like, um, hello? Well... Uh, when they get her parents come home and they realize something's wrong, like the house is on fire because she like left the popcorn. Yeah, the popcorn like exploded AF. And the dad tells the mom to go to the McKenzie's. Yes. Which is the same thing Lori from Halloween tells the kid she's babysitting to do in yeah. the movie. She's like, go down to the McKenzie's. Yeah, it's a uh, this this movie is a, a lot of an homage to Halloween. Kevin Williamson said. Yeah, I mean, that fucking love. That was his favorite horror movie. Yeah, um, he was really inspired by the score. I also love, and it's like my fucking favorite, I don't know, like trivia when he says, like, who is the killer in Friday the 13th? Oh, right. Kevin Williamson said in the commentary that he um, was at some, like, trivia bar, and it was like, if you can stump the audience with a question, you get a free drink. And he stumped the entire audience because they all said Jason. And he's like, really? Nope. He's not even in that movie at all. No. That's really crazy. I mean, he's in the very end. He comes out of the water as, like, a little kid. Ooh, that part's scary, and it's really random. Um, uh, so then Drew dies, obviously, and she's hanging totally. from a tree. But I think was it, it was Skeet, or Skeet Ulrich, slash, oh, spoiler alert, Matthew spoiler Lillard, alert. slash Stu, slash Skeet Ulrich, slash Billy, I think is his name. Yeah. Uh, they were the killers. Do you think it was... I think it was. I think I read that it was Skeet Ulrich who killed Casey. Um. Well, because Stu said that he was with Tatum, oh, Tatum, right? But I also think that for their first kill, they probably were both there. Maybe because they were afraid that maybe. I mean, especially with like the boyfriend and her being there, I'm sure they were both there. Well, plus, like, I can only imagine it would take so much time to hoist a body to hang from a tree. Yeah, I think they were both there for the first kill. And I bet, and, like, there were so... (coughs) I feel like there was probably a lot from this scene that was taken out. um, Because you know about all the... How they made had to make all of those fucking edits to submit to the... Yeah, the MPAA hated this movie. They, well... 
uh, West sent it to the MPAA nine, over nine times for reconsideration. Each time they came back with an NC-17 rating, which yeah. is like movie suicide. You can't, yeah. you're not going to get the same numbers as Never, you are because, with like, yeah, no one can comment um, yet. So each time West would come back, he would, like, make more cuts, um, but they still considered it too gory. Oh, wait, question. For R-rated, don't you have to be 18? Yeah. So what's NC-17? It's, it's they're not going to play it in theaters. Like, they're going to show it in select theaters. But you have to be 17 to see an NC-17? I believe so, but it's considered pornography. Right. Like, Caligula is rated NC-17, and it's in the porn section of most movie stores. Mm. <laughs> movie store, movie stores. The the one... Movie stores. You know, family video, the one that's still out there for most people. Right. Um, so eventually, uh, Bob Weinstein, who was the producer of the movie, he stepped in and was able to secure... The R rating. He is a really big yeah, deal. Because they know, were Dimension. Yeah. He and yeah. his brother, Harvey. Harvey and Bob yeah. Weinstein. They've also made Merrimax. Um, I mean, they... He, Bob was, like, the EP on, like... Well, also, originally, Wes didn't want to do the movie at all. And yeah. they fully talked him into mm-hmm. it. Because he was like, mm, it doesn't seem like something I would do. Also, I think because New Nightmare... I know you're saying it did well, but I don't think it did... V- it didn't do well as far as, like, Wes Craven movies do. It did better than all the other and, shitty ones in between that and well, the first Well, yeah, one. but as far as, like, his movies, like, when he makes a movie, I mean, not all of them, obviously, there's some fucking fails. There's some really fucking but bad Wes it wasn't Craven like movies. A, it wasn't, like, Wes Craven numbers. And so I think he was like, I don't want to do something that meta again, because it didn't really fucking work out. He just kept reading the script, and he was like, this is actually so brilliant. Like, I, I, I have to do this. Uh-huh. Uh, coincidentally, Bob Weinstein was the executive producer for the movies The Brothers Grimm. Huh. I Fun little tie-in. When did those come out? Was there more than one? I don't remember. I Heath think, Ledger? I think it was like Heath Ledger and like... Uh, oh, I'm it really quick because I'm I don't interested. remember. I want to say Matt Damon. Um, I think you're right. So Wes uh, Craven asked Bob Weinstein, he's like, how did you get the MPA to give, give us finally an R rating? And Bob had told them to view the film as a comedy and not a horror film, and that completely yeah. changed their minds. I pers- and yeah, Matt Damon. I, I personally love NC-17 movies. Anything that's, like, unrated or anything like that, I love th- that filth. I mean, I can't even say that I know a movie that's like, was originally NC-17. Like, I mean, most comedies... Or, like, horror movies now, like, you, you, when you get the DVD, there's, like, the director's cut and then the theatrical version, but the theatrical versions are never NC-17 originally. Uh, well, NC-17 movies don't usually get shown in theaters. Exactly. Like, Nymphomaniac by Lars von Trier, that was, that's NC-17. Caligula's obviously NC-17. Um, I mean, I'm sure, like, fucking Human Centipede's NC-17. No, well, I mean, maybe the unrated versions, they should be. They should just yeah, they should technically be. not exist. Sorry, I don't know. we're always talking about Human Centipede. I think about Human Centipede at least three times a day. So, any whoozle, we cut to Sydney uh, Prescott and she's like blogging or something on her computer. She's doing something. Yeah, you don't really, you can't really tell. She's just like smiling at her computer. And she's like, <laughs> and then Skeet Ulrich climbs in her window and she's really pissed. But I'd be like, hell yeah, Skeet Ulrich, get in here. Right. And his name He's is such a thotty. Billy Loomis, and it's a nod to Dr. Loomis from mm-hmm. Halloween. Another nod to Halloween. Um, and then he like tells her that he was watching The Exorcist and it reminded him of her if someone. Yeah. Well, he said he's like, I was watching The Exorcist uh, on TV. So all the good stuff was cut out, which reminds me of our relationship. 
No, he literally says, I was watching The Exorcist and it reminded me of you. I'd be like, fucking excuse me? Yeah. And then he goes on to explain that. Yeah. But that's how he's... <laughs> and she's just like, it did? <laughs> she's, she's like, uh, what? And is that when they start making out and they have like the... She's like, he's like, I know you're underwear rule yeah 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 yeah. and And then blue oyster cult starts playing yeah don't whisper yeah so then they make (coughs) out she makes him leave she like shows him his titty she shows him her 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 dad comes in for a second while he's like hiding there and he's like i thought i heard a scream because when billy first comes to the window he like she screams obviously because she's scared and then she's like, no, dad. Yeah, yeah. And that's when you find out that the dad's going out of town. He's not going to be around for the entire movie. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'm staying at the Hilton by the airport. Blah, blah, blah. Call me if you need anything. Yes. So then they cut to they're at the school. There's cops everywhere. I love that scene. But like school is still going on. Yeah, they didn't shut down. I'd be like, can we go home, please? I know. You'd think if someone was, like, straight fucking murdered, like, two like, people were this murdered? This seems like a situation where we should be able to go home. How about we all go home? Well, I don't know. I mean, when, when people, and I'm not trying to get, like, super dark, but, like, when, you know, kids committed suicide at my school, they didn't shut school down. Well, that's because they don't want to give people who, that's why, like, like, in yearbooks and stuff, like, they never try to give tributes to people with suicide, who, who have committed suicide, because... They, because some people commit suicide to like immortalize. I mean, yeah, obviously yeah, not yeah. everybody, but they don't want to like. But I just feel like that would be more of a reason to shut down school because if you think about it, if there's a killer on the loose, school would be more safe for kids to be at school than to just be like out running around. You know, that is true. I mean, that they do true. eventually shut the school down once things get like crazy, right? When well, because that's because they all start being asshole pranks. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. So they're at school. They have like a. They have like a little. And you know, um, group has Linda combo. Blair is in that scene. She's playing like one of the uh, TV news anchors. Linda Blair, the little girl from The Exorcist. In my notes, it's a little further. Well, I mean, she's there, but she doesn't have a line until after Sydney gets attacked. Okay. I can swear to you she's there, Holly. I believe you. So let's see. So Sydney gets home from school and she takes a nap. Oh, wait, you, you missed a lot. What did I? Well, yeah, that whole little scene where they're like sitting by the fountain and they're all... Well, that's Super a big deal. Sexist. No, so like that's she... when Randy's wearing the green shoes, and I'm like, why are you guys hanging? Well, out first, with okay, him? so like that scene happens, and she's walking, and Tatum's explaining everything to her because Sydney apparently doesn't listen to the fucking news when she's getting ready for school. Um, I wouldn't either. And also, like Sydney took the bus, so you'd think Sydney would have heard about this on the bus. Yeah, I always think it's really weird that she took the bus. Like, why don't you have a car? Well, I think they're only supposed to be sophomores. You get? Or no, no, they're, I mean they're supposed to be well. Yeah, they're supposed to be seniors because the next yeah, movie takes then, place exactly. just a year later, and it's less than it comes in, out less than a year later than this. But movie. it's supposed to be like a year later in the right. movie, and, exactly. and she's only yeah, she's only, and she's like a freshman in college. And their house is huge. Like, yeah, you think she'd have a car. a car? She could at least have her dead mom's car. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Her, mom her mom's dead. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I then she goes and she gets um, questioned by the cops for a second mm-hmm. because her mom had been murdered, and that's when you kind of find that out is that her mom. Right. Got killed literally a year previous. Right. Um, less than a year previous at this point, because the year anniversary comes later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I love the scene where they're sitting by the fountain. That's such an iconic scene. I, I can't guess. gloss over it so That's quickly. What, I mean, I couldn't pay attention because Jamie Kennedy's shoes were so green. They were. And uh, and then, like, Stu says that super sexist really... comment about, like, only a man could do such a thing. Yeah. And it's like, fuck you. Girls can 
cut up a dude. Yeah. I'll and cut then, a guy right now. Yeah. I mean, how many awesome female killers have there been? She makes the thing of saying um, basic instinct Sharon Stone, but also like motherfucking urban legend uh, Rebecca. Gayheart. Gayheart is a badass and she kills a lot of motherfuckers. But I, m- one of my favorite parts, and I don't know if anyone's ever like watched the scene enough to know exactly what I'm talking about, but there's just a part where they're all like goofing around being silly and they start talking about like gutting and then it just cuts to Sydney and she's like, how do you gut someone? And then the yeah. music just gets like so, it's just like, boom, beam, beam, boom, beam. And it's yeah. just so dramatic. It makes me laugh really that hard is, every time. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is really funny. Cause she's like, how can you gut someone? How do you gut somebody? So, and he, so then school's over. Yeah. So then she, she takes home. the fucking bus home again. Uh, she talks to Tatum on the phone and Tatum's gonna, like, pick her up. She falls asleep. She calls Tatum and she's like, hey, dude, it's like, you said you were gonna come and get me. Yeah, and she's like, cheerleading run late, sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna run to the movie store, <laughs> And she says she's gonna pick up all the right moves and she's like, there's the part where you, if you pause it, you can see Tom Cruise's penis. Is that real or were they taking that from Fight Club? No. Well, no, because is... Fight Club came out way after this movie. And you don't see Tom Cruise, A, wasn't you in see that a movie. And dick you in don't see Fight Club. You see Cruise. Brad Pitt's. I mean, it's supposedly Brad Pitt's, but I'm sure it's not really his dick. But you totally, there's no, totally a scene where a dick is no, shown on the screen. No, you see his dick in this other movie. And I was, th- but like when I was watching it, I was like, that would never happen today because you can look up anything online. And then I literally Googled all the right moves, Tom Cruise's penis. Nothing came up in the images. And I think Scientologists had something to do with it. I'm sure. They're like, nobody see his dick. <coughs> like, could I have, like, gotten a subscription to Mr. Skin so I could have watched the scene? Yes, but I did not feel that invested. Uh, Sydney gets another phone call, and she thinks that it's Tatum, but it's actually the killer. Right, but originally she thinks it's Randy. Well, yeah, which is fucking stupid because he's... It's, well, because he makes a movie reference, and she's like, oh, Randy, you gave yourself away. Yet, uh, fucking Skeet Ulrich has been talking about movies nonstop the right. entire first part of the movie. I'd be like, it's you, dum-dum. Right. Yeah, because he's uh, he's like, scary night. It's almost like a scene from a horror movie. Yeah. And she's uh, like, Randy. And then she's <laughs> like goes out on her front porch and like picks her nose. <laughs> yeah, well, that's something that I liked is that they did the opposite of what most... Like, what happens in horror movies is that the girl, like, runs upstairs or, like, locks herself somewhere. She's like, no, fuck that. I'm going to go outside. Really? Because I wrote down. So, well, I mean, when... she fucks up later on, but well, at no, that no, point, no. she goes outside. When she's on the phone with the killer, she says, uh, what does she say? She's like, she doesn't like scary movies because the girls are dumb and they always run upstairs when instead of going out the front door. Yet, when he comes and attacks her, she tries to open the front door can't because it's locked yeah, apparently why can for- no one ever unlock a apparently fucking door forgot how to unlock a door and then goes and runs upstairs yeah she's a well, fucking victim blamer she initially goes outside and then he's like he's, he's or she's like i'm gonna hang or she's like bye randy and he's like if you hang up you're gonna die just like your mother and she's like wow fuck you and then she goes inside locks the door because she thinks he's outside but really he's like in the closet right behind her but he, she still forgot how to open like she just locked the door do you yeah. not know how to unlock it yeah right that's the thing that annoys me in horror movies it's like this is your house she is like a well, i could unlock all three locks in my apartment in five seconds if someone was chasing also me. she has a chain lock which i have never seen in a house house no nor have i so then she runs upstairs and calls 911 from her computer. I love and always wanted, like, the door situation in that movie where, like, the two doors, like, she can make her closet door also lock her door. 
Remember, she like locks yeah. the door and then she like puts her closet door so that it like so that the killer can't get in because like the two they just like get all fucked up and like well, locked that's together. why she shouldn't have been worried about. We can almost do that in the family room bathroom or I'm, yeah in the family room bathroom because the closet. Oh right, right. I right. tested it a few times, but it's wide enough that a human can fit. Okay, so then Skeet Ulrich. Uh, while she's up in her bedroom calling 911 from her computer. I don't even know that was a thing. Can you do that now? I don't, I don't know. know. Probably wanna, sure. Want to try sure. and order a pizza? Um, so, so Skeet Ulrich climbs through the window, and I like how her first reaction when his phone falls out of her pocket is like, he must be the killer. When now, if someone's phone fell out of the pocket, you'd just be like, here's your phone. You dropped yeah, your yeah, phone. Yeah, right, right, right. It'd be like, oh, hey, you dropped... That's what I was wondering, too. Like, how uncommon were cell phones? Like, in 19... 19- really uncommon, I guess. You think so? Yeah, I mean... I don't I mean, I don't know. I was literally fucking four, and I right. definitely didn't well, have one, Well, I but... mean, Dad had one, but him and Mom both did, but I, they, they had, like, these huge yeah, flip phones. Yeah, he had, like a, oh, like, a cool phone. Oh, yeah, well, at first he had, like, the um, Zach Morris, Save from the Bell, like, yeah, the huge, huge ass cell phone. Uh, I remember one time in high school, me and my friends were going to a basketball game, and we thought, slash, I thought it would be really funny if I brought that in my, like, purse and, like, kept taking it out and pretending to, like, text on it and stuff. Right. It's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> uh, it was a big hit. It was a good bit. <laughs> it was a really good bit. It hit really, really, really well. So, yeah, she immediately assumes that he's the killer or, like, the person who called her based on the fact that the phone fell out of his pocket. I'm pretty sure, again, they both were there for that one. Because I think Matthew Lillard is probably who attacked her, and then Skeet was probably just, like, waiting. to Probably. Because they probably thought, like, oh, if you that quickly are there, she's not going to think it's you. She's going to think you're the savior. But Sydney's a smart little bitch. Yeah, I never really thought about how... I always just assumed it was just one, but, like, maybe sometimes... Both of them were there. I would say probably definitely. Especially for the first one, since they killed two people and it was their first. I'm sure they were both there. Yeah, that's very true. And, like, Steve was a big guy. And Skeet Ulrich and yeah. Matthew Lillard on their own are pretty slight men. Well, I mean, I think Matthew Lillard's pretty... He's so lanky. He's so cute. He's cute in this movie. I like him. So then... Skeet Ulrich is in that Riverdale show. He is, isn't he? I... He plays one of I the for... sneaks. Yeah. He's a Jughead's dad. Oh, hot. Jughead's really he hot on that really show. Well. Jughead's so fucking hot. Skeet Cole Ulrich. Sprouse, oh, gross. my God. Skeet Ulrich aged beautifully. beautifully. A lot of people think, um, and this is a misconception, that um, he that Wes Craven casted him because he looks similar to Johnny Depp, and oh. Johnny Depp was in Nightmare on Elm Street, right, and right. Uh, he was like, no, I just thought he was a really talented actor. I never thought they looked or acted anything alike. Yeah, you need to go on IMDb and flag, like, a bunch of shit, then. Why did that say that that's why he did it? Yeah, I have it written down later, yeah, no, like, in casting true. things. Fuck you, IMDb. Yeah, IMDb, not always right. It's kind of like Wikipedia. Yeah, so, anywho, Skeet is arrested... Uh, they go to the police station. That's when they find out. Is that when they find out that her? And that's when they find out that the dad didn't actually make it to the. Hilton. Yeah, because yeah, because they keep calling and he's not answering. So that's what. That's when the dad becomes a red herring. Yes, yes, because he's gone and it's like coming up to the anniversary of the murder. Yeah. So Sydney like makes a like gives a statement. <laughs> It's like that movie trope where, like, for some reason, like, victims of crimes are, like, cold, so she, like, has, like, an officer's jacket, like, over her shoulders. We haven't even (laughs) talked about Dewey. Oh, no, we haven't. 
So Tatum, uh, so fucking David Arquette's in this movie. It's what's her face? It's Tatum's brother. Yeah, uh, Rose McGowan's brother, and is... he's like a deputy mm-hmm. sheriff for yeah. like Woodsboro. Yeah, and Tatum gives a, a bunch of shit, and that's super funny. But like, yeah, he. I mean, a deputy. Still... Mom said to stop sticking your dick in the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wasn't that from Scary Movie? Yeah, it's from Scary Movie. Oh, I thought. I was like, wait, Tatum O'Neill's really... Or, t- I keep calling her Tatum O'Neill. Her name is just Tatum, and her real Tatum name is... Tatum Riley, because that's their last name. Right. Oh, my God. Fuck me. So, anywho, they leave. I love the way when Skeet Ulrich is, like, talking, they're like, what were you doing out so late, Sonny? And he's like, I was watching a movie. Right. And then his dad's like, you left the house? And he's right. like... He's like, I'm fucking 18. And he's like, Sheriff, I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> I didn't kill anybody. (laughs) His, like, voice inflection for that part always, like, cracks me up. So then... He's a really great actor. He's good. I wish he had done more. He was in The Craft. Yes. Also as a douche. And also with Neff Campbell. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, a bunch of press. So Sydney, uh, or, like... Goes out the, like, side door. Yeah. And then, obviously, Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox, love, is there waiting. There's a wasp just, like, circling. (gasps) Creepy. Megan. It's probably a boy, and he's just saying hi. His he's not legs gonna are long. Much. He's got long legs. Is he a big old lot? Oh. No, that looks like he's got a stinger. No, let me check his butt really quick. Oh, her eggs? Yep. Yeah, no, that's a dick. That is a dick. Anyways. um, So, yeah, so she goes outside. Courtney Arquette. Courtney. Well, she isn't Courtney Arquette yet. She is Courtney Cox at this point. And she's all, Sydney, can I get a statement? And so Sydney hates her because she wrote a book about her mom's murder trial and basically called Sydney a liar and said that, like, the guy who Sydney, who got charged is innocent and that, like, Gail's always thought he was innocent because Gail's a fucking great reporter. Mm-hmm. And she has that one, she, it's a show, right? What's it called? Like, Wake uh, Up Gail? <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, at this point, she's just, like, a local newswoman. Um, yeah, no, this this baby wasp is getting real close. Oh, shit. Should we spray it with Windex? That wasp is getting really, 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 really comfortable. Wave your arms around. No, I'm scared. No, be, it's like when a, you like encounter a bear. <laughs> it's like when you see no, a bear you and you encounter start... a bear, you fucking run faster than the person next to you. Technically, I think you're supposed to, like, run like in a zigzag. <laughs> I wish anyone could see Holly right now. I wish this was recorded because of the dance that Holly's doing. It's not a dance, it's the biz. <laughs> looks like a dance to... What? I just, I don't think it worked. Yeah, that's not working at all. If anything, you're luring the wasp closer. It's really into your dance moves, and it's coming. Is it really close to me? I don't know why they like this side of the attic better than the other side. It's literally the same exact thing. Well, this is the one with the goddamn hole in the window. Yeah. That's the one where birds and bat and other, like, woodland creatures come inside. Anyways, (laughs) moving on. So, So, anyway, so Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox... Uh, she's all like talking to Sydney, and Sydney's like, <laughs> "How's your book, Gail?" And Gail's like, "It'll be out later next year." And she's like, "I'll and be Sydney's sure to give like, you a copy." Sydney's like, "I'll look for it," and Gail's like, "I'll send you a copy." And then she just decks her right in the freaking face. Oh yeah, punches her right in the goddamn Pretty face. Pretty iconic. Pretty iconic. Pretty good. Um, so they go back to Tatum's, and they have they have like the two bed situation, like the two twin bed situation. Yeah, like, like I used to we, have when I was little, and I had when I was little. Yeah. I don't, I, w- I don't, I wonder if that's like a thing. Having two twin beds? Like, are they just anticipating having another girl, or are they anticipating their daughter having a lot of sleepovers in which they don't want the friend to have to sleep on the floor? Or they just had two beds, and they were like, let's put them in her room. I guess. Well, I mean, I don't know. Why did we, we should ask mom and dad why they did it. Okay. We, we ha- well, uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... 
Um, let's see. So then, like, a call comes in, and Sydney gets it, and it's the killer. Yeah, yeah, and he's calling her from... So it's most likely... Well, it's obviously Matthew Lillard calling. Probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, because what's his face? Oh, yeah, because that's probably why they had him call. To, like, make be like, oh, well, if the killer called while I was in jail... Yeah, well, that's what Billy's thing is. He's like, I couldn't have called you. I was in jail. Right, 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 right. So, uh, next day, they're at school... Um, and then Sydney, like, talks to Gail and, like, kind of apologizes for the punching thing. Or, yeah. no, she actually, like, caught, she's like, nice eye or something. Well, no, that's, Rose McGowan's like, nice, well, sweetie. Oh, yeah, she's such a badass. But so, she's just kind of asking her, like, she's like, why do you think Cotton didn't do it? Because at this point, they think Cotton Weary, a.k.a. Leave Shriver, was the killer because he was, was the killer for Sydney's mom because he was dating Sydney's mom. And he was the last person Sydney saw and, like, his coat had blood all over it or something like that. Right, something like that. But Gail always thought he was framed. Is it close? Really... Your eyes suggest it's close. It's close, but it's over there now. So, um, I just want to bounce that yeah. big old medicine ball at it. There's a... <laughs> I'm sure that would go Or hit great. it with the broom. Hit it with the broom. No, remember... You remember how bad that worked out last time. It yeah, keeps that's because there was, like, five. No. I think we'll be okay. Okay, fine. Even if it lands on us, it's not like it's going to immediately sting us. Um, Holly, I've been stung by wasps, and yes, they do. They just come and sit on you and sting? What they don't sit, assholes? they just go, and then they sting you, and they get you. Mm, that's rude. So, uh, Gail mentioned something about Cotton, saying that he's got, or like, she's like, they're gonna gas him. So he's already sentenced to death, apparently. Yeah, she says, you got what you want, Cotton's in jail, they're gonna gas him. Yes, but the gas chamber was never a method of execution in California. Was the death, was the death penalty in California in 1996? It was, but it was lethal injection because uh, they stopped it around. Doesn't California still have? Uh, I don't remember. I think they still do. And if they do, it's lethal injection. But like no, when I think they have, uh, Oh wait, no, they would have, uh, I think they have gas. Oh, they might have it now. Yeah. Yeah, let me look it up. Yeah, look, look it, it up. up last, uh, or look for one podcast, up. and I don't remember what it was. Um, no, I think it does, though, and so I'm guessing it, it would have uh, gas chambers, because we found out that they don't really do lethal injection anymore, um, but when it first had the death penalty, California had hangings, because I think that was most common. Yeah, everywhere. gas inhalation is what California is right now. Oh, wow. Gas okay. in uh, Arizona and California. All right, that's cool. That? that was my mic. It sounded like you hit a piano. I, like, did a... A, a, Are you a sure sharp... gas wasn't a thing then? Because it is now. No, gas is now. But it wasn't then? It was not the Well, yeah, lethal injection's not a thing at all anymore. No, I'm sorry if this is all reading, because my mic is, like, wibbly-wobbly. It's got that wobble. So, people <laughs> keep getting, like, really mad at... They're like, get over your mom. Like, your mom's dead. It's been a year. You're fine. Yeah, which is, like, kind of rude. Yeah, it's been a year. It's like on Harry Potter, whenever someone mentions the word parents, and he's like, my parents are dead. And everyone's like, we know, Harry. <laughs> we know. It's like, your thing. That right. is your thing. We get it. We see the scar every day. We, we get it. You're always touching no, it. So, um, uh, Henry Winkler, Fonzie from Happy Fonz. Days, uh, is the principal. Yeah, who's already, he's already been introduced at this point in the movie, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was, uh, told, or asked, rather, to be uncredited, because the producers didn't want to attract any attention, or, yeah, detract attention from the younger actors, because they wanted them to kind of be, like, debuting. So um, they just didn't do anything until after the movie came out? They didn't, like, ever put anything out that he was going to be in it? No. And he's still uncredited. Is he? I think, pretty sure he's in the credits. Oh, I mean, no. he's definitely in, like, the... Because Scream, this is one of those movies where they didn't do any credits in the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. So at the end, they do, like, picture credits, and then they roll the credits, and right. he's definitely in that part. 
Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Well, they probably had to add that. They may have added that part later when they, the like, uh, movie, I forget what it got is. Re-released SAG. Well, no, like, well, yeah, it got re-released, and for SAG, you have to have the credits for, like, the major, what are you doing? Did you just crack your knuckles? Cracking my knuckles. Well, you could, that really picked up. Um, at least on my end, but it's cool. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, there's a cool part where Henry Winkler looks into his closet, and the Fonz's jacket is hanging up there. Oh my god, I never even realized that. Right? Because, yeah, there's that weird scene where he's, like, he, like, it's after they shut down school. Yeah. Because kids were, like, terrorizing the school and, like, running around with the mask. And, well, like, there's a scene... Someone fucks with Sydney in the bathroom. There's a scene of him alone. <coughs> there's a Excuse scene me. of him alone. Yeah, because then there's the bathroom scene where those, like, three bit That one bitch, like, cheerleader is talking shit. And mm-hmm. she's like, Sydney's bubble butt boyfriend. Her bubble, bubble butt, bubble, bubble, bubble butt, bubble butt, bubble, bubble, bubble it. butt. Um, and then she's like, where do you get this? And she's like, Ricky Lake. Right. <laughs> Ricky Lake, shout out, fucking name drop. And that girl is actually one of Skeet Ulrich's girlfriends at the time. He was dating multiple girls? Yeah, probably. Wait, which girl? The the cheerleader one? The cheerleader one. Oh, okay. She's cute. Yeah, and they're just like... Wait, Skeet Ulrich? Did I say Skeet or something? Well, no, I didn't know if you said Matthew Lillard or... Oh, no, I said Skeet. Oh, they were dating cute. Yeah. Like, and uh, Sydney's just, like, sitting in the stall, just, like... Crying. <laughs> letting them talk shit. I would bust out and be like, um, hey, so my mom died. It has... It's barely been a year. Well, plus, so they think she's me. the killer. Right. So I'd be like, hey, cunts. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, um, hello. <laughs> Sorry if anyone doesn't like the word cunt, because I don't care. Who oh, fucking like cares? It. Our British listeners, they're like, we say call all the time, Gail. I say call all the time. Cunt, fucking cunt, fucking cunt. That's like the, like, they're you like. I can't say it well. I can't say cunt? Not like well. Fuck you. Anywho, so yeah, Ghostface ends up in the bathroom. Because he was boots, there the whole with time. With the shoes. I like that's what the first reveal is the shoes, and right. then like the little like dress thing falls Are down. Are they docks? They're just like big ass shoes. I don't know. Maybe they're, no, I don't think they're. I think that there's probably a wear, a special, you know how like there's like army surplus stores where people in like the armed forces go and get their uh, uniforms. I think they have that for serial killers for their boots. (laughs) Uh, So everybody has to leave school um, because these kids are like pulling a bunch of pranks and obviously the whole bathroom scenario. Let's see. They're just like big ass black boots. I don't know. They don't like say anything. They're like non-distinguishable. Yeah. Yeah, those, pro- I don't know. I mean, that kind of a boot is like, it has a very long history of being creepy. Totally. Because when I think of boots like like Doc Martens, I think of, um, what's his face? Or, what's his face? I think of, like, not the Nazis marching in their wow. boots. So, anywho, let's get back onto Scream. So then there's a little cameo from Wes Craven. Yeah, uh, well, before he dies, when he's like, when, um... With Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler is in his office. It's like, um, it's supposed to be an homage to the scene when, like, um, when Nancy, like, goes out in the hallway and... And she sees the... And she sees, like, the hall monitor is wearing, like, the Freddy thing or whatever, but it's Wes Craven, and he's dressed as, like, the... Janitor Fred. The janitor, yeah, whose name is Fred. And it's the real clothes from, like, the fir- from the actual Friday the 13th movie. I don't know if that's... You mean Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that's true. That could be. I mean, it might just be something fun someone wrote in IMDb. Yeah. Because they didn't say that in the commentary, and I think they would have. They probably would have mentioned that. But, like, so, the movie... His movies then don't take place in the same universe. Because if they did... Because, uh, like, uh, you'd think someone would be like, why does our 
janitor always dressed like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> well, Isn't it weird that Fred dresses like Freddy Krueger? Well, it would be because this... I mean, Scream is like the only scary movie that takes place in a universe where scary movies are a thing because they're all talked about. Except, and they've definitely talked about Friday the Third. Or I'm sorry, why do I keep saying that? They definitely talk about Nightmare on Elm Street in these movies. Oh yeah, uh, Drew does in the yeah. very, very begins. Um, so let's see. Uh, there's a part uh, where Tatum and Sydney are talking on her front porch, and they mention the Richard Gere hamster thing. And the Iconic. only reason the whole Iconic. Henry Winkler thing happened was because um, the Weinstein brothers told Wes, they're like, there's been no kills in the last, like, oh, yeah, yeah, 40 yeah, minutes, yeah. you have to kill somebody. You have to kill somebody. Yeah. Because this is way too... And Henry boring. Winkler was like, I'll fall on that, right. <laughs> I'll fall on that knife, I need to right. go home. So, uh, Tatum, like, is kind of a, kind of bitchy about it, and she's like, well, there's only, because... I don't remember. She's just being real. I don't think she's being bitchy because she's very kind about it. She's just like, Sydney, I know you like 100% believe this, but you never fucking know. That's just oh, kind of what that she's That skeet at. is the killer. Because she's like, there's only right. so many times you can hear that Richard Gere hamster or gerbil. I think she says gerbil. Mm-hmm. Whenever I think of, whenever I like see a hamster or gerbil, I'm just like, Richard Gere. Ew. I don't. <laughs> that's because it's from a later time period. I like <laughs> only know pop culture. Period. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, so then, cut to the video store where Randy works, and he mentions that there's been a flock to the mass murder section, which is a very, very specific section to have in a video store. I miss video stores, and I miss when they're, like... Because, like, family video was cool, but, like, it was just, like, alphabetical. I liked, like, the video store we went to when we were little, how it was sectioned by, like, horror kids. I mean, there were genres. You Not just probably did video. You mean... It was just all alphabetical. But like, it was no, like were... new releases, not new releases. There was a classics. There was a horror section. There was. No. I remember Morgan. There wasn't. There was. No. All There's the horror an action movies section. Mingle? Inter... Blockbuster. No, I'm not. Family Video. I can call Mike right now, who used to work there. It was not by section. Well, they may have switched it up, but I've been to. Actually, you might be right. You might be talking about Blockbuster. My bad. It's Blockbuster been... is definitely like it's action been, uh, horror years. or whatever. Been there, it's nothing now. But family video was, yeah, it was. They had like a classics and like really popular section, like movies that were like really well known. And they had porn, they definitely had porn. That was Blockbuster have porn? No, I don't think so. No, maybe the video store in Ottawa had porn. It was like back by the western section, so you would just see dudes like they're like, oh yeah, maybe I'll get this, uh, maybe I'll get this John Wayne movie. Oh wait, no, let me go get Backdoor Sluts 10. (laughs) Right. Just slip back in I there. I just remember I loved that video store because the horror section was for some reason in the same aisle as like the little kid movies. So like mm-hmm. I'd be looking for like a Mary Kate and Ashley and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to just look at the back of this box. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. And then I would get really fucking scared. Yeah. Looking at the back of those boxes. Hellraiser boxes. I remember yes. I used to always like look at those. Yeah. Because um, in that me out. section was like right by the counter. So whenever dad would be like getting like the 15 Mary Kate and Ashley movies that we had decided yeah. to rent. You could like go and look over in them, and it, it was it was so cool because like the box would look really scary, mm-hmm. and then they had like really scary screen yeah. grabs from the movie, like gory ones on the back. Yeah, and, and I remember I always used to look at Scream before I saw yeah, it. You know? Yeah, um, uh, so let's see. Okay, so Randy like uh, starts he like screams out in the movie store like everyone is a suspect but his main suspect he thinks is billy yes so and he's kind of dead fucking and then eye. they kind of fuck with him a little bit yeah because like um 
because like Billy's like over flirting also with some other girls yeah. in like the horror section. He was like, if I was the number one suspect in a murder, I wouldn't be standing in the horror section. It's like, well, fuck yourself, Randy. Maybe he wants right. to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Movie. Yeah. I mean, is he a killer? Yeah, but like, don't you don't know until you know, bro. Yeah. So um, then it goes to a scene uh, where like uh, the police chief and Dewey are like having a real scene. Or I think it's when maybe uh, Tatum and Sydney like go and buy snacks for the party that they're gonna throw at Stu's yeah. house. Yeah, they're getting snacks. <laughs> so Stewie, because Stu's like bring food. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that they have a, name, a character named Stu and Dewey. Because I almost right. called him, I just almost called Dewey Stewie. Stewie. <laughs> um, so uh, Dewey walks over to the police station, which is apparently across the street from the convenience store. Yeah, I uh, think Woodsboro is supposed to be pretty small. Yeah, it's like a small, it's like Ottawa. Yeah. It's like inland, it's like a, probably like... Handy Foods is like right next Northern to California. the police station. I mean, not across the street, but they're very it's, close. It's close, yeah. Um, and so they're having a serious conversation. And the chief is smoking a cigarette, and Dewey's just eating, eating an ice, ice cream cone. And then uh, when the conversation stops, the co- or the chief just like throws a cigarette on the ground, and like there's a shot of him like putting it out with his foot. And I always thought it would be so funny if David Arquette threw his ice cream cone he does, down, doesn't he? No, he just takes like a really pensive like lick at it or uh, something. Okay. I thought for some and then like put it out with his shoe. Also, why the fuck does he have an ice cream cone? Maybe it's a hot day. They live in California. I mean, yeah, it's just a weird, it's a weird acting choice. Maybe that was his audition, and then he, or like, and then on the day they I'm filmed sure it, they're it like, planned. why does David have a, have a ice cream cone? They're like, I don't know, just let's go with it. With it. He's pretty funny. Well, he's just kind of supposed to be silly, and I think that was just like showing his silliness. No, I mean, every time, because you don't see it at first, and then like, he just like, his arm like comes up, and he's just got, got an ice cream cone. Is it chocolate? Uh, it's like a oh, strawberry. It's a strawberry. 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 Uh, so Dewey drops Sid and Tatum off to an underage drinking party, and Dewey is a police officer. Yeah, he knows there there's gonna be booze because when they walk in, he's only supposed to be like twenty one or twenty two, and so he's probably gone to school with some of them, probably. And you always got me drunk when I was younger, right? But I wasn't a cop. Because there's that one point when he and uh, Gail come in, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you," and then he's like, "Just kidding," (laughs) gives him like the (laughs) finger guns. Um. So the party scene lasts basically the last half of the it's entire the movie. It's the end of the movie, yeah. It, it lasted they 40... They talk about how that was like the absolute worst scene to film. It took 21 days to shoot. Yeah, and they hated it because like things just kept like fucking up and like lighting kept being bad. I think it was called like scene 167 and like afterwards like a bunch of the crew members... Yeah, they all got t-shirts. T-shirts that said I survived scene uh, 167. Little fun fact, Stu's house, but who the fucking knows this is probably wrong, but uh, Stu's house um, like became available to be able to shoot in because the owners of the house died. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, Casey's house in the very beginning is across the street from the house used in Cujo. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, really cool. So then Randy... So they're all, like, watching horror movies, which is a little, like, gauche after so many people had died. But, I mean, I guess that's kind of... I mean, that's kind of how, like, true crime people are, like, people who are into that stuff kind of, like, deal with those situations. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, like, if you like horror movies, they're going to comfort you more than they're going to, like, fuck with you at that point if you already like them. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's how I feel. Like, I mean, I can be sad and I can watch, you know, a scary movie or something and it makes me feel better. It doesn't make me sad. You said you fall asleep sometimes to the remake well, yeah, Halloween. Sometimes. I mean, I, a lot of, I've fallen asleep to a lot of horror movies. 
Yeah, I mean, no, not me too. But anyway, uh, so like Jamie's, or Jamie, uh, Sydney's like looking through all the movies and she's like, all of these have Jamie Lee Curtis in them. And then Randy calls her the Scream Queen, which is crazy because 19 years later she went on to be on the popular show Scream Queens. Oh yeah, well she had to be in that show because of that line. Really? I didn't realize that was a stipulation. Well, no, 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 it wasn't a stipulation, but like, she uh, Ryan Murphy was like, we have to fucking get her. Yeah, that makes And she wanted to because she's into, you know. That kind of shit. Well, and she hadn't really done anything in a really long time other than, like, um, those Activia commercials. Oh, yeah, no, she got really into Activia. Well, she was probably too busy shitting all the time. They're like, Sydney, or, <laughs> they're like, Jamie, do you want to come work on this? And she's like, I poop, like, ten to, like, anywhere between yeah, ten to Activia regulates times me so day. much that I truly can't. If you can, like, if you can see, uh, shoot all my scenes while I'm shitting and, like, Photoshop just the mimi shitting part out of it, then we got a movie. <laughs> then we've got a TV series. But yeah, Scream Queens, if you haven't seen it, watch the first season, don't watch the second season because it fucking sucks. Uh, I, always I get, really doubt there'll I, be a third. I doubt it, too, but I've never watched it, and I always get it confused with the show Scream. Oh, yeah, because there's also a television series. I like Scream, the TV show. Actually, kind of better than Scream Queens. I've only seen the first episode... Like three times because you've tried getting me into it so many times. I, I should it watch lot. it though. I should because I will really. I would really like that one kid that like talks about yeah. serial killers all the time. Well, and they they do it in a creative way. I mean, it's they use a different mask. Yeah, I don't like that. Which Wes Craven hated. Um, and they that ruins like artistic integrity. Yeah, I mean, I think they were just trying to make it slightly different. But yeah, still the same. But anyways, yeah. anywho, so we don't have to touch on the show too much because no, I, I, I'm fine. It's with not that. a part of this. It's no, no, no. I no, mean, no. Wes Craven had nothing to do with it. So in my eyes, and it's non-canon. It's, it's non-canon at all yeah. because none of them are those characters. Are they based off of them or no. are there people named Sydney? No, it's like nothing. It's um, non-canon. The mom who plays like the main girl. I don't even. I can't even think of her name right now. But the mom of the main girl, she is in New Nightmare. Oh, cool. She was the babysitter who gets, like, hella murdered on the ceiling. Oh, fuck. That part fucks me up yeah. really She bad. plays, like, a, cor- a coroner mom, you know? Just, like, a cool coroner mom. A coroner mom? Yeah. She's, uh, like, the town coroner. Oh, that's cool. I would be constantly asking her for, like, deets on dead bodies. Right. So, um, Tatum goes into the garage because Stu tells her to go get some more beer and she's like, what am I, the beer wench? And then she goes like, okay. <laughs> she goes into the garage and the scream, uh, scream face, ghost face, ghost face busts in and... But she thinks it's a joke, so she's just like flirting. Yeah, and she's like, oh, please. Doesn't she, she makes like a um, horror movie reference. Yeah, she's like, what is this, I spit on your garage? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Which is pretty iconic. That is... That is some that is some A plus wordplay on yeah that was Absolutely. great. Um, so then she tries climbing out the little doggy door, but a Rose McGowan IRL is so small that she couldn't actually get stuck, and she so kept, they had to make it smaller. No, they uh, they ended up nailing her shirt to the inside of the garage door to oh, keep so her in she place. Would get stuck, yeah. And then Rose McGowan also told producers that she didn't know how to scream, which I don't understand at all. I don't. I, I'm not good at screaming. Like if you needed to it's just let out a, like a blood curdling scream, like I do, and so my scream sounds like ah. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to scream for me later. I'm not gonna it's do not it now. Good. I can tell you that much. That's weird. Maybe if you listen to me do mine, you'll be able to like come more free. It just when I read that, it reminded yeah, I really me. Can't scream. It just reminded me of Temple of Doom and Kate Capshaw couldn't have couldn't scream, and so she had literally lessons to teach her how to scream. Well, that's just stupid. I'm sure if I really tried, I could fucking do it, but I'm not good at it. It was probably... Especially not on the spot. No, no, no. Um, Scare me, and you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, ah! 
So, uh, Gail yeah, comes out as an, ah, yeah. Gail and Stewie crush the party. Dewey comes, I think mostly probably just to protect it. It seems well, honestly comes because uh, Gail wants to go, wet. and he's super wet for her. Oh yeah, and Gail like um, plants the most obvious yeah. reporter. But like maybe we she's... haven't even talked about Kenny the camera guy yet. Oh yeah, no Kenny. Oh, who is he? He's like a really. He's in a lot of stuff. He's, he's a good in actor. Um, uh, one of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. I okay. think he's in Jason Goes to Hell. I think he's one of the doctors. Okay. Okay. He's also he's really good. He's I like in, him. Um, <laughs> he's in that one movie, um, Sugar and Spice. He plays yeah. uh, the dad of the one girl who yeah. he's like, you can the gun girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays that really, yeah. really well. He's in a lot of stuff. He is like a really good like actor. <laughs> I think he was maybe in Wishmaster. Possibly, I would open up IMDb, but it like makes a noise when I click on my MacBook. I can do it. Okay, so Skeet Ulrich then crashes the party, uh, which is like kind of messed up. That's before Tatum dies, because Tatum's like, if Sydney sees him, she's going to shit a brick or something yeah, like right. that. Yeah, um, right. And so then a bunch of people at the party find out that they're, that Principal Fonzie was murdered and is yeah. hanging from the goalpost on the football field. And then a bunch of them leave to go fuck with the body before the cops get there? Like, what the actual yeah, fuck? not in good taste. Like, there's something wrong with those kids. Like... Those kids should have been, because I feel like those were the ones who were expelled for doing the pranks. Oh, yeah. They totally were, I think. They were those kids. And if I were Sydney, I'd be like, why the fuck are you inviting those dudes when I just had so much beef with them? They literally, right. like, they, like, triggered my PTSD. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. He's actually, he's in New Nightmare, and he's the morgue attendant. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool. So he, he, he likes horror movies. He's also in Vampire in Brooklyn, so he was in a lot of Wes Craven movies. Ooh, that is a good movie. No, it's Ed- not. I like it. I like anything with Eddie Wes Young, Craven Eddie fucking hated it. Oh, really? He hated it. That's funny. So everyone at the party is watching Halloween. Someone makes a comment about the blood being all wrong and that it's too red. But yeah. Halloween, funnily enough, doesn't contain a drop of blood in the entire movie. Yeah, because like as we talked about in the... Halloween episode, episode the podcast. Um, yeah, they too low budget. They didn't have any. So they're like talking about it, and then Randy, in a drunken rage, where he needs to like stand up on his soapbox, like gives the rules of surviving a horror movie. This movie's so meta because he's so meta. they're watching a horror movie in a horror movie. And then he gives the rules of surviving a horror movie while they're in a horror movie. Well, and there's a part where he's like yelling at the uh, that he's yelling at the TV like, "No, run!" Well, there's a killer the literally killer's behind, behind him. him. Yeah, that's a really good scene. So the horror movie rules are: you will not survive if you have sex. Bullshit. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. Fuck you all you want, baby. You will not survive if you drink or do drugs. Fuck off. Um, you will not survive if you say, "I'll be right back." Right. Um, everyone's a suspect. Uh, you will not survive if you ask, who's there? Yeah. Which, uh... Which is weird, because that's what I ask every time I come home to mom and dad's. I'm like, hey, who's in the house? Yeah, I just go, hello? Anybody? Is that the same thing? That's kind That's kind of the same okay. thing. I always grab the bluntest object close to me. Right. I've grabbed things like, um, that little wooden statue that mom and dad have a goo. That's why like- I keep wine bottles all over my apartment. Like, ooh, that's a good one. to fucking knock we, someone b- the fuck out. We both have baseball bats. Yeah, I keep mine in my car, though. So uh, Ghostface fucking crashes the party. Lame. Stupid. Uh, everybody's running all over the well, place. Well, technically, Ghostface threw the party. 
<laughs> Honestly, Ghostface is like really, really chill. He made a Facebook group event for it. Yeah. The cover photo was just like him and Billy like in the Scream costumes, like back to back, like they're yeah. starring in a sitcom. So like the <laughs> So like the all the people leaving was just kind of setting up so that the house was empty and it was yeah. literally just Nev Campbell. Billy, Stu... All the manies. Uh, Dead Rose McGowan, and Dewey, Courtney, and... Jamie Kennedy. Yes. So everybody's, like, running all over the place. Um, and the movie... I like this part a lot, that the movie Halloween is still on, uh-huh. but, like, they amplify the sound, so the score for this scene is the score from the movie Halloween. Yeah, well, there's a part where Dewey's, like, looking around the house, and yeah. he's, like, pointing guns in places, and he keeps hearing, like... Uh, that hollow, like the Halloween the, stuff. Well, he keeps hearing like a uh, screaming and stuff from yeah, um, Jamie movie. Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah, and like it's the music when um, Michael is like stalking Jamie Lee Curtis, like while she's like in the house, like all of that really intense shit. I think. Yeah, I think it's the part where she's finding all of her dead friends, aka my favorite part. Your favorite that part. Paul like comes swinging out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is where things I got kind of confused. Could like. Gail gets hurt, and Dewey gets stabbed, and I think Brandy also gets stabbed? So, Gail and Dewey are, like, walking, and then they, like, get ran off the road by um, all of the kids, by all the kids oh, leaving. Oh, right. And they're like, what the fuck? And so then they go back. Uh, they're all drunk driving, and, little assholes. they go back, and at that point, Dewey, um, he's like, well, I have to go fucking look in the house to see what's going on. And Gail's like, okay, I'm going to go in the van and check on the cameras. But when she goes back to the van, she can't find Kenny anywhere. And she tries to drive. And then Kenny's dead because he got his throat slit open. Yeah. Cause that's when so Sydney then she tries cra- to leave. And then she crashes the van because his blood is everywhere. Doesn't she? So she's Gail's like, like hurt, but she's not like super hurt. Right. She's just like, um, I mean, technically all of them would have brain damage. When you get, when you get knocked unconscious, you get severe brain damage. Yeah. Uh, then when so Nev Campbell is like banging so she she oh yeah they fuck yeah she finally fucks she loses her virginity to even though Skeet she Ulrich. she she should be at like the most heightened potential of her like thinking that he is the killer yeah I think she's just like in denial like thinking she doesn't and like I don't know just second guessing herself but yeah. like go with your gut instinct girls yeah always go with your intuition honeys I mean like if you want if you I, think your boyfriend's a piece of shit. He probably is. Get rid of him. Um, but if, uh, with the stipulation, if it was Skeet Ulrich, I would fuck him really quick and then be like, you gotta go, brother. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's chances, there's like, you know, there's ex-boyfriends that you're like, well, I kind of want to have sex with you one last time, but it doesn't mean that I like you anymore. No, exactly. It's you because, know? like, you know, your dick hits me in all the right spots. It's because, like, you know what I like, and, uh, yeah. So, uh, wa- like, after, like, poised post-coitus, like, doesn't, like... Post-coitus, they're, like, in the room and she's, like, asking him about the call and she's oh. like well you could have still been the person who called me with your like last call that would have been funny and he's yeah. like dude what do I have to do to literally get you to think I'm not the killer so then he fake gets stabbed by obviously Stu mm-hmm. and then we well anyways we'll talk about that later but so then she gets chased around by uh, the killer aka it's Stu right and she like jumps out a window runs around then she like goes and like gets in the cop car uh-huh. But she doesn't have the keys because the killer has the keys. So it's that really scary oh, part where right. she's just like, he's like unlocking the car and she's pushing the locks down that and then is, he like opens the trunk. That is one of my worst fears. And then she runs out and then that's when like Stu and Randy, Randy both are like, holy shit, Stu's crazy. And he's like, no, Randy's fucking the killer. Right. And then she's like, fuck you both because she has the gun. Right. And right, then she right. goes into the house. 
she sees Billy and she thinks he's really, really hurt. Oh, yeah, he comes down the stairs because she thought he'd been, like, killed. Yeah, but she just thinks he's super hurt. And then um, Randy finally comes in the house and then Randy's like, Stu's lost it. He's gone mad. Oh, and then right. Billy's like, we all go a little mad sometimes. And then he shoots Randy. I think that's, and then he's that's like, a quote from The Shining, I think. Uh, it's a quote from uh, Silence oh. of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or no, he's like, we all or no, it's from little... Psycho. I'm sorry. Yes, that's yeah. That was yeah. what I was gonna say. And then he quotes it. He's like Psycho. And then and like he's she's like, like, "What the like... fuck?" And he like licks his wound. And he's like corn syrup, just like they used in the movie Carrie. Right. And so then like uh, she realizes that he's obviously the fucking killer because he just shot Randy. So she tries running away and she runs into Stu. Then she also finds out Stu is the killer because he has like the voice changing thing with yeah. him. Uh huh. And then they start explaining everything, like how Skeet found out that. Uh, Sydney's mom, which Stu never knew any of that, or at least that's the way it seems. Because when he's explaining that part, Stu's just kind of like, "Oh, I didn't yeah. know. That. I thought you just wanted to fucking kill people." Yeah, I think it was Kevin. The was Kevin the screenwriter? Kevin Williamson. Yeah, yeah. He like wanted one of them. To he have... also wrote Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah! And I know what you did last summer. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. He's got some good credits under his name. So I th- I think I read that he wanted one of them to have like a legitimate. Like reason. reason for killing someone, and then Stu just did it because of peer pressure. He not says. Well, it's kind of like the Columbine thing, where yeah. like one of them's a psychopath, and the other one just kind of like tags along. Well, that's why the second one kind of did poorly because it came out kind of well. Mm, oh, I but can't... I guess Columbine hadn't even happened yet. Columbine so hadn't happened been yet. What that was based off of no, I mean there'd been school shootings, but Columbine kind of like put them on the map. But it's ooh, that same kind uh, of idea ooh, where uh, like Eric Harris was like the psychopath. Who was just a fucking psychopath, yes. whereas Dylan Kleibold was just kind of really like depressed, depressed, and just kind of like doing whatever his friend wanted, wanted him, to, him do. to do. Yeah, That's... that is very, which is weird. Wes Craven predicted their relationship. Kevin Williamson. Yes, 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 yes. So, okay, so even though during this climax is really like intense and there's a lot of stabbing going on, I think it's has some of the the best comedic moments because Matthew Lillard ad libs so many of his yeah, lines. All of that is ad libbed. And like none they, of it was in the script. And they were so funny that uh that Wes Craven was like like laughing his ass off. We uh, should have had like sound clips so we could play it. Oh, we should have. I have them all written down cuz uh cuz like I think Sydney like steals his gun and he's like, "Uh, Houston, we have a problem." <laughs> That's part. Yeah, well cuz he's like looking for the gun and he's like, "Um, Houston, we have a problem" cuz he can't find the gun cuz yeah, Sydney's stolen it. But he also is like um like, the part where he's like, it's a scream baby? That wasn't in the script. No, Mm-mm. that's awesome. Um, yeah. And that was before they even knew, because originally the movie was titled Scary Movie. Yes. It wasn't yes. called Scream. They didn't name it Scream until uh, after, after it was all finished. That is why, because I was reading that um, the cast and crew were all given special bottles of wine for the movie that said Scary Movie, like, at the rap party, and Rose McGowan still has hers. Oh, she never drank it? That's fucking tight. It I was- wouldn't have either. No. I mean, it's aged lovely, I'm sure, over the past 21 years. A nice 1996. Ah, nice, uh, great 96, whatever sure the fuck. Sure, it's a Cabernet. Yeah. They're uh, in California. Reds age better than whites, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you don't really age a white wine. So, Stu and Billy, you find out that they killed her dad, and he comes out of the closet, which is weird, because... No, Reg- she didn't kill her dad. The dad's alive. The dad is in the third movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dad, but, like, he falls out of the closet, which is crazy. Because they are going to make him the... 
red herring. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they're gonna like blame it all on him. Yeah, or their whatever. plan is that they're gonna like stab each other a couple times so it looks like they're all fucked up, and then they're gonna shoot the dad and make it look like the dad did everything. Right. And that they would be the only survivors. The other great line there is like, because Billy like goes off and just starts like fucking stabbing the fuck out of Stu. Well, because Billy wanted to be the only one left. He wanted Stu to die. Right. And and that's when Stu's like, I'm feeling a little woozy here. That's a great part. I also love the phone where he's like, you hit me with the phone, dick! Yeah. Cause, like, it's when, like, uh, uh... He's, like... Sydney's, like, calling and, like, fucking with Billy, and Billy, like, throws the phone at him. He's like, oh, you're calling the cops? He's like, my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the best parts in the entire world. God, Matthew Lillard's fucking great. He's really great. Um, so then Gail, not hurt, comes in with the gun. Skeet already literally just kicks her away, and she gets, like... Knocked unconscious well, she, and falls um, on Dewey's She has body. the gun and it has the safety on. Yes. And he's like, yeah, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Yeah. So then Sydney skill, skills Stu, kills Stu, right? Like she shoots him. Oh, she kills him with the fucking she TV. She kills him with the TV because he's like, he's like on top of her and he's like, I always had a thing for you, Sid. Oh, and yeah. she's like, ew. And she literally says, in your dreams, and then throws a TV on him, which I've wanted to do to so many guys, you know? That is actually fucking shit. Let me pull up. Like that is from uh, some horror movie. I have it in my trivia. Well, it's just it's supposed to be like a metaphor for like being so obsessed with TV and like pop culture that you get literally killed with a television. But like they both like it's like a line it's one of those big ass tube TVs and those are heavy as fucking shite. Yeah, those old school tubes. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see. So, yeah, so, like, uh, Skeet comes back to life. Like, everyone just keeps coming back to life. Because then Randy says something like, um, the killer always makes one more, uh, like, it comes back. And then Skeet, like, jumps up and it's super scary. And then Sydney shoots him in the head and she's like, not in my movie. Yeah. And that's, is that, that's kind of how it ends. Uh, yeah, because she shoots him in the... Well, because she shoots him a couple times, um, and then they, like, make the joke where he's like, this is the part of the movie where the serial killer, yeah, like, stands up again or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then he, like, jumps up, and then it kind of ends with, like, all of the cops, like, swarming. Yeah, well, because this one doesn't end with you... This one ends with you thinking Dewey's dead, because they didn't know they were going to have a sequel. Yes. um, And they didn't know that they were going to have Dewey come back. Right. And so you kind of think Dewey's dead. Because Dewey gets stabbed. Yeah, he gets stabbed in the back. Yeah. And, like, so that could have severed something. Like, who knows what... Well, that's what they say in the second movie, is that he had, like, a severed nerve, and that's why he has, like, a little limp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has a a great, great limp. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's pretty much all we know about... That's the first one. I mean, there's a ton of shit. There's so much... There's such fucking great movies. Wes Craven is such an incredible director. This movie truly, like, restarted horror in a whole, like, new way. Like, horror was totally dead at this point. All there were were, like... They just kept making, like, more Friday the 13th. They kept making more Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And nothing, like, new and creative was really coming out. Um, And this is, like, the movie that really, like, set horror in motion again... I mean, it mostly then people just kept like remaking movies that were similar to this. It like renewed the slasher film. Yes. We're going to take a little break in between uh, talking about uh, the next movie. So we will be right back. BRB. BRB. We're back. We are back. So, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Scream 1 before we dive into Scream 2? 
I do, actually. I oh, have. Well, I didn't think you did. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a fucking dick. You 100% are like, you just saw my notes that said trivia for the movie Scream. Right. <laughs> Some little trivs for. For Screamy Reamy too. For all you screamsters out there. For all you screamsters. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, I'm cutting this out. So, in the movie Scream, there are 68 different pop culture references throughout the entire movie. Does that include just like every movie reference? It includes movies that they reference, and it includes scenes that are like homages to, or similar to. Okay. Or when they're just talking about yeah. pop culture. Episodes. So, like, it's Halloween. Like the, ger- the gerbil. Yeah, yeah, Richard Gere gerbil thing, huge one. Or Tom Cruise and all the right moves. Yes. And Halloween, obviously. Yeah. All of the Halloween. So all of the movies, they're different. Is that mean, like, fear? Is it, like, every single reference to Halloween, or, like, just counting Halloween as one? No, it just counts Halloween as one oh, entity. Yeah, 68. That's insane. I did count it twice because I forgot the first time. It's a fucking brilliant script. I, yeah, isn't it really? It's, yeah. It's really Have good. Have you ever read the actual script? You read the script? Oh yeah, I love doing that. For the movie Scream? Mm-hmm. I've read all the scripts of my favorite movies. You were a film student. I am a script writer. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Kevin Williamson, the screenwriter, uh, was inspired by the Gainesville Ripper mm-hmm. from uh, Florida, Danny Rowling. He was convicted of killing eight different people over the span of literally less than a year. I think the only thing that was really based is the knife, the like hunting knife, because that's what he used, right? And he killed like college women. So let's jump into numero two. Scream two. Scream two. Which came out not even a full year later. Yeah, not even a full year that shit got later. Pumped out. Quick. Yeah, no, they were like, this this needs to be a thing. So this movie starts with I love the way that this movie starts with I the music in the very beginning is so just like <laughs> It's so fucking good. And fucking Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett Smith, are you fucking kidding? A couple goals, 100. I mean, obviously I want Jada to be with Will forever, but like... Forever? Forever, ever? She was was already married to Will when this came out, right? Haven't they been together for like fucking ever? Yes, they were definitely a thing. I've been listening to a lot of old Will Smith lately, and there's a uh, his like best of album mm-hmm. where he's like asking Jaden the Jaden Smith. The one and <laughs> he's only. like, he's like, hey, which song do you want me to sing next? And he's like, Wow, Wow West. And Aww. he's like, I've come out with so many songs, That's dude. So he's like, Wow, Wow West, Wow, Wow West. And I'm like, Same, same Jaden, same. It's really funny. So, um, uh, so yeah, the movie opens with. Uh, they're at the movie and... They're at the Rialto Theater. The Rialto? Did you ever have to go to the Rialto in Joliet no. to ever see anything? In junior high, no. we saw an Edgar Allan Poe, like, anthology of plays there, and I cracked my knuckles, and it was so loud. Our, the teacher, I won't say her name, got so... Like, she turned around and gave me the ugliest look. Because you cracked your knuckles? Because I cracked my knuckles, and it was loud, and it was at, like, a very quiet moment during the ca- like uh, a, the cask of Amontillado, or whatever. <laughs> cracking my knuckles loudly. So, uh, Omar, Omar and Jada are there to see the movie Stab. Yeah, so they got free tickets because... Did they win them on the hint, radio? Hint. Forget how she says she got them, but basically the whole beginning part is her saying is how staged? she hates 
movies. Well, yeah, because it comes later in the movie. They weirdly, like, make, like, a reference to the fact that, like, their names are, like, similar. Because her name's Maureen. His name is, like... Chad Michael Murray. His name is, like, similar to the boyfriends in the first movie. Oh, right. Steve. His name is, mm. like, Steve, his initials are the same yeah. as Steve's. It, it never comes back up in the movie, but they talk about it for, like, five seconds. So I think it was, like, planned that they were the ones who were going to get killed because of their names and because they were, like, a couple and it worked. Who knows? Who um, knows? Um, but they were basically talking about, like... How, it, just, like, very meta, talking about movies within meta. movies. And just ta- she was talking about how, like, whitewashed... Oh, yeah. Like, everything is, basically. Jada fucking... You know, she was super woke. Sisters doing it for themselves. I guess that new movie really she's woke, in looks... It? No, she's been woke since birth, probably. Mm-hmm. So they're seeing the movie. Omar, like, gets up to go to the bathroom. And when he's in the bathroom, he, like, hears something really weird. And he puts his fucking ear up to the bathroom Yeah, it's like stall. weird whispering. That's the most disgusting thing. I never. I wouldn't touch the bathroom stall with my hand, let alone. I don't know. Well, like my ear. I just don't want to put any part of my body on the bathroom stall. Probably Except not. one time when I was drunk, I did fall into the bathroom stall and simultaneously dislocate my shoulder and break my glasses. <laughs> You've also fallen into probably the bathroom floor when you chipped your tooth. No, that one hundred percent. Yeah, no, that was gross. I like woke up on the bathroom floor and I was like, did I just get fucked? <laughs> right. And then I was like, wait, no. <coughs> I had to, like, piece it all back together, and I'm like, I'm at school. I mean, we don't need to tell that whole no. story. Anyways. So, anywho's all. Uh, Omar gets fucking stabbed in the ear, like, hard. It's gross. It's really gross. But. And so, everyone at the movie theater is dressed up, because they're, like, passing out costumes. Yeah, they're all dressed up, because the studio sent over the costumes. And for, you'd like, think the that premiere. the people involved. So, yeah, so they're seeing Stab, which is based on, the. it's it's an homage to the first movie. It's, like, Isn't it a book so that meta. Gail wrote? It's based the book, on right? the. It's based on her book, but right. it's like a, the, a movie, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's literally the first stab movie, or it's the first scream movie. Right. Yeah. 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 And so um, Omar, or who Jada suspects to be Omar, comes back from the bathroom, and she and he's wearing like the um, the mask. The and mask. She's like, you stupid. Yeah. She's like, you dumb idiot. I what I was trying to get out before was that you'd think that like I mean Sydney and all of them would have had to have given the right for Gail to talk about them, I think. Well, I don't think that, like, I mean, they're not, I mean, when the people go see, like, that new Jeffrey Dahmer movie, it would be really fucked up if people dressed up like Jeffrey Dahmer, is all I'm saying. Like, why would you dress up like the actual killer? it's gauche that they, like... It's really tacky. But, I mean, there are people who do stuff like that, so it's not And that's tacky, though. It's just, it's it's weird. I just, when I was watching that, I realized that was kind of Think of it like people dressed up like Michael Myers. But he's I fictional. know he's not real, but no, like... No, but he's fictional. But like, still. people were actually, like, in this world, they were killed by someone dressed like that. Yeah, Like, you think that would trigger... Up. It is. I mean, you don't think about well, it. Also, the movie... Somehow the book and the movie were written in less than a year. Like, she yeah, would have had to be, like, writing it and it was, giving... Yeah, I don't know. She was and ruling it. She was, like, writing as she was going. Because, maybe. yeah, I mean, like, because Sydney's supposed to be, like, a senior... In high school. And then the next year she's in college. I mean, I guess she's already been at college for, like, some time. Do you... Do, they don't give us, like, do a the real events, time frame. They, they don't, don't ever tell you what, like, time They never it place it, yeah. I mean, no. and they live in California, so who fucking knows? Exactly. If it was in... If it took place in Illinois and it was snowy, we also wouldn't know what time frame it was because it could honestly right. have been April. Right. 
Uh, so Jada thinks that Omar is sitting next to her, but it's actually fucking the killer. It's actually the freaking killer. And he stabs her, but since, like, everyone is so into the movie, she, like, gets up on the stage. She's so extra. She's really extra. But, I mean, she is. So dramatic. She is dead. Well, she's just trying to get people's attention because everyone is acting like crazy assholes. So, like, her running around saying someone stabbed me, everyone's like, ha, 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 that's funny. Well, because they thought it was part of the movie. Or they thought it was, like, part of the... It was like a promotional thing, thing, which I would be, honestly, even if it was a promotional thing, I would be really annoyed. I'd be like, I came, I paid to see this goddamn movie. I don't want to see some, I don't want to see live action theater right now. I paid to see a, like, high quality blockbuster. Yeah, like, you're blocking the screen. Like, you are a hundred percent Like, I can't see Heather Graham playing Drew Barrymore. They cut to, uh, Sydney, who's at college in fucking Ohio. Oh yeah, getting a prank call. She's supposed to be in Ohio? Yeah, she's in Cincinnati. No, she's not. She's in Cincinnati. That might have been where they filmed it, but that's not where they're supposed to be. What's? I think they go to school in Cincinnati. What? Where do you, like, find that information? Online. I looked at, like, the, uh, like, synopsis. What the fuck? Yeah, they go to Cincinnati, and Randy is also there, which makes it even weirder. Well, yeah, why do you think Randy decided to go to the same school as her? Like, because he has a boner for her? Like, doesn't he realize that at college is when, like, you can go fuck wherever and whoever and yeah, everything you want? Yeah, you don't need you to, like, want? have such, like, a horny boner for your, like, old college I mean, maybe she, for, like... I mean, high school, like, love. And right, just... right. I mean, they went through something serious. Maybe he has PTSD and she makes him feel better? I don't know. Don't because know. then eventually Dewey shows up because apparently... Maybe Nev is just super unstable and so the people in her life that also went through that situation are always just, like, trying to, like be there for. All of this stuff was filmed in Georgia. Okay, well, they go to school in Cincinnati. That's so random. I know. Well, it's probably cheaper. I don't I <laughs> don't think that's true. I've read the, I mean, I've seen the movie so many times and never once. I swear to God, I swear, I, I read something so. that said Cincinnati. I, I may have been reading the Wikipedia page for Cincinnati at the same time as yeah, reading. Yeah, I think that's what happened. <laughs> so, anywho, so her dorm room is categorically not a standard dorm room. Her dorm room is like... It's like in the TV show Felicity. like... Like, peach color, and, like, yeah, it's so nice. And huge! My dorm room, my first dorm room... And I think she has, like, a double bed. Yeah. She doesn't even have a twin. They both... She has a roommate, and they both have full beds. My first dorm room was only slightly larger than my body. Right. And I had... We had lofted beds. And I did not have bay windows. So they're, like, watching the news, and uh, her and her roommate see that people have been murdered. And they're like, oh, fuck, that's really fucked yeah. up, because well, it happened at their movie. It at happened the movie. at the movie, yeah, that's, yeah. like, the main thing. And they're about. like, well, fuck. And so then uh, they're cut to film class, because Randy, obviously, is a film major. Mm-hmm. Little uh, Sarah Michelle Geller and Timothy Oliphant and yeah. Joshua Jackson. Also, I love that scene. Josh Jacks before Dawson's Creek. This is pre-Dawson. Is it? No, yeah. it's not. It is. <clears throat> well, you know, the guy who wrote these movies also wrote Dawson's Creek. That makes sense, because both are fucking amazing. No, Dawson's Creek came out way before this movie, I Holly. think you're right. Way. Where did I get my information like, from? Yeah, where did you get your information from? I think from? I was on Mescaline when I did notes for this part of the movie. I swear to God. Because Scream 2 came out in 1997, and Dawson's Creek came out in, like, 1995, I want to say? Let's see. We both have... I'm already there. What year did Dawson's Creek come out? Oh, 98. Yeah, see? What? I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong! Ooh, ooh! Damn. Did not know that. Tell me I was right. You're right. Tell me... Paint, paint me like a French girl. No. 
Thanks. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> the class is coincidentally talking about sequels because these movies are the most meta, meta. motherfucking movies in the world. Yeah, and like Timothy Oliphant is like very much so like trying to be like, no, they're great. Sequels are awesome because, yeah. um, spoiler alert, he's one of the fucking killers. So he's like, sequels are great. I'm doing a sequel right fucking now because his whole thing is that he's crazy and obsessed with fucking movies. And then, oh. like, everyone else is like, sequels suck. Well, no. Yeah, he Well, is. Joshua Jackson's actually on the same side as sequels. He's like... Yeah, okay. is it... I just love that Sarah Michelle Geller's in that class, and I love when she's like, you just have a hard on for Cameron. Yeah, I love Sarah Michelle Geller <laughs> so much. Oh, my God. I could watch that girl in anything. She's same. such an amazing human being. I love her. I would love to just be her friend. I just want to be in her life. She, she is, seems fun. I and love Freddie Prinze everything. Jr. seems like a great time as well. He seems like an amazing man. And Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one of the greatest TV shows of all fucking, all fucking time. time. So, uh, they talk about sequels. Um, ooh, while they're in uh, the class, uh, they're talking about Aliens was better than Alien. Mm-hmm. And Joshua Jackson was like, get away from her, you bitch. And then Randy corrects her and he's like, actually, the line is, stay away from her, you bitch. And that clip is in our theme song. Right. So, uh, yes, is that what, is that what, uh, film school was like? Just talking about like sequels <clears throat> no. and three quals. No, because film school is, your teachers are failed filmmakers and all they want to do is hear their own voices. So no, there's not a lot of you hearing of, of like open discussion at all. So no, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. You also, I feel like you also went to a more technical school. So then Sydney's waiting for, uh, Jamie Kennedy slash Randy outside his class and he starts talking in a British accent for no reason? For no, yeah. I, in, Apropos in the comment, nothing. In the commentary, they were just like, we don't know. He just ran with it. We kind of couldn't get him to stop. <laughs> and it made its way in. And then they were like, but we actually love it. <laughs> like, actually, we went back to it. Where's the wine? Funny. The wine is uh, right to your oh, okay, cool. right. So Stu and Dead, Stu and Dead, Stu and Billy are dead. Stu and Billy dead as fuck. Stu, Dilly, Stu Billy, Stu Billy, Stu Billy, <laughs> Stu Billy dead. Are dumb, so oh they're obviously not who followed her all the way to Ohio or wherever the fuck this movie takes place. Dewey comes to school to protect Sydney, so Dewey hauls it all the way from California Dewey over to this fucking weird little limp. Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, no. David um, Arquette is a great like he's a great like comedic actor, but he is not a good like physical comedic actor. No, his limp like. sucks like a limp dick. One hundred. Oh, they have an unwelcome reunion with Gail because they were mad that she uh, wrote the book, right? Yeah, so Gail's there mostly, I mean, obviously, because she oh, no, wants no, no, to catch no. she's the there second to, story. With the Cotton, right? Because she, like, promised Yeah, Cotton. so she's there because she thinks she can get an interview with Cotton, who's the guy that Sydney thought killed her mother up until, you know, the end of the first movie when Billy and them, like, admit to doing it. And so he obviously gets exonerated because he shouldn't still be mad at her because she would have had to have came forward and been like, yeah, they did this. Yeah. She was the only one around when they told that story. She could have just been like, they're psychopaths who also killed me. But she wouldn't she... have had to. They came out with it and they like, there was enough evidence. She wouldn't have had to say anything. She would have had to. No, she chose to. Oh, she did She choose to. Well. Is that what he, they, she, they say in the movie? Well, she would have been, she's the only one that they say that to. Oh, okay. They don't tell anyone else other than her that, well, I guess her dad would have heard too. Right, 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 right. Right, I guess the dad would have also heard, because he was, like, in the closet the whole time. Yeah, the right. dad definitely would have heard, so I guess Sydney wasn't necessarily... Well, no, they told everybody. I mean, obviously, Stu... Well, who told everybody? That Stu and Billy were the killers? I'm sure the police found out. 
Well, I'm just saying, they could have, of course, like, that they were the killers for that, but she didn't have to be like, oh, and they also killed my mom. Oh, right, 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 right. You are 100% But, I mean, why wouldn't she also, you know? You know, I'd be like, yeah, no. She probably had to get, you know, questions so much. Oh, yeah, that probably was... That would have been some That would have been a boring sequel. That would be like the Guildenstern and Rosencrantz. It's just, like, the court proceedings that, and, like, interviews she had to do with police. Like, Scream (laughs) 1.5. There's this also... There's this also. We're drinking wine, so I'm going to sound even dumber than usual. Whatever. Uh... There's a reporter there named Debbie Salt, who's just, like, a huge fangirl for Gail. And yeah, Gail's, she's, like, wet as fuck for Gail. And Gail's just, like, cool by. Hallie is... Or, no, Polly? What's... Hall- Hallie, Hallie is, is her, friend's her name, roommate yeah. Or her roommate's name? Yeah, Hallie's the roommate. I always thought <clears> it was Holly. I, I remember the first time I watched it, and I'm like, Holly, and, like, that's me. But then nope. it was Hallie. Um, sometimes the way people say my, my name, it sounds like Hallie. Or sometimes people really think that I'm saying Hallie when I say Holly, but I also mumble a lot, so who yeah. knows. Uh, and Portia de Rossi and Rebecca Gayhart uh-huh. are all up Sydney's ass to join their sorority. Two different people from Urban Legend are in this movie. Joshua uh, Jackson and Rebecca Gayhart are both in it. Yeah, that is true. I didn't even realize that before. It Coincidency. You know what we should do sometime as like a full episode? What? play the movie game. Oh, like, we Try to should. keep it all in, all in, like, horror. I wonder if anyone would enjoy that. Did Tuesday just burp? Tuesday just made the know. weirdest guttural noise I've ever it. heard. She's being really cute. She's being really, really cute. I like any time that Tuesday's in the podcast, all we'll be saying is, like, Tuesday it's really Yeah, cute. we start talking in our dumb dog voice, and we're like, oh, 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 oh. I love my little tiny puppy dog. She's my best little puppy dog friend. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're trailing so bad right now, we should not cares? have. Yes, and. Drink. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, so, and. Uh, they go to a college party. It's a frat party. It's a frat Or it's, it's a sorority party because uh, But they can Sydney, only have them at frat houses because colleges and... Because Sydney is... Sororities and fraternities. They want Sydney to rush... Greek like Kai a sex, sex Omega or something, but she doesn't want to, but her friend does, so she goes because of the friend and because her boyfriend is in, like, the... Her boyfriend, a.k.a. Skinny Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell is um, in the frat that's, like, the brother to their... Yeah, no, bro- there's brothers and sister frets. It's all super gross, because then they fuck each other, and it's like, oh, I thought we were brothers and sisters. You're so, not into it, are you? Uh, no, I had a very disenfranchised experience with that in college. So, um, Sarah Michelle or... Sarah... <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Michelle or Geller. Oh my god. Are we, like, okay? <laughs> are we okay? I think we both just had strokes. So Sarah Michelle Geller, I could just remember Cece. Her name's Cece in the movie. Her name's Cece, yeah. She's staying in. Her name's Casey. Yeah. Casey Cooper. Oh yeah, and Casey is was the name of Drew Barrymore's character in the first movie. Right. So there was another name tie-in. Yeah. And so then she's like watching. So she's like at home flipping through the channels, uh, watching like I think like The Mist or something comes on. I thought she was watching a show. She is watching. She's definitely. I think she's watching The Bold and the Beautiful. Which is weird. I feel like. Because Dad watches that at, like, 2 o'clock every afternoon. Yeah, why is she watching? Maybe they... No, TV was definitely not a thing She could have been... She could have taped it, like, Yeah, she could have videotaped it. I have... So she's on the phone with Selma Blair. Did you know that's Selma Blair on the phone? I only knew it after reading the... Um, yeah. Yeah. Because they're, like, really, really good friends in real life, them two. They've also made out and had one best kiss. Did that win best kiss? Yeah, they won best kiss It's definitely the most intentions. disgusting kiss I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> But anyway, so during that and not scene, not because they're girls, it's because of the huge like spit thing. I just needed to get that yeah. out. 
And so they're watching, or so she's on the phone with Selma Blair. She's talking about like her boyfriend's an alcoholic. She gets another call because she's on a house phone. Yeah, so she's on like a house phone. She's and on a. She cordless. gets a call and he's like, "Hey, CC," basically. And like he's, hey, Cece's and pizza. she's like, who are you like calling for? And he's like, I'm calling to talk to you. And she was like, mm, no thanks. And she keeps thinking her boyfriend is calling her. Well, so then she hears like creaking in the house and she gets really freaked out. Ends up being like one of her like sorority sisters. But then obviously Ghostface comes, murders the shit out of her, throws her off the building. Oh yeah, she like falls. She dead as fuck. That's got to be uh, for a serial killer. That's got to be the easiest way to kill someone. Yeah, it's just, just hope defenestration. They run five stories up and then just throw a mask. Well, yeah. he stabs her. He like stabs her a couple times in the back and then throws her. Does he defenestrate her or does he throw her off the balcony? What does defenestrate mean? It means to throw something or someone out the window. No, he throws her off a balcony. A balcony. Yeah. That's very poetic. That's very Jane very. Austen. Very. <laughs> um, skinny Jerry O'Connell and Sydney show up and he like. Goes and like he's like stay here and he's like no oh, I they're they're him. back at the party everyone ran away from the party oh to go see to go see what dead CC that's like I'm like in the first movie when they're like dude the the like cop or the principal's dead let's all go look that's not how people handle situations and so in this one they're like hey something is happening at this other like house let's go look like that's not how things work no I mean maybe it is I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just, like, have more respect for that kind of shit. But, um, so he, like, gets sliced, and but, like, they say that he get, like, just makes it, and he's, like, a medical student or He's something. a med student, and so they're like, huh, it's kind of funny that when you got cut, you missed every major, like, artery and, like... Yeah, so that made... You know, you're so, perfectly fine. So Sydney becomes super suspicious, plus, mm-hmm. I mean, she started dating someone, I think, too soon, after yeah. her ex-boyfriend was a serial killer. Yeah, like, be single for a while, Sydney. Jeez. Do you think she fucks skinny Jerry O'Connell? I hope so, because he's a bitch. I mean, he gets on a table and sings to her, you better be fucking that someone if I'm they're sure doing they're that. I'm sure they're banging it out. Well, who knows, because she's not, who knows. Anyways, why do we care? Anyways. Sydney's well, sex life is none of our business. No. Uh, to that end, though, they're all eating lunch, because in college, everyone eats lunch in the cafeteria, uh, and Jerry O'Connell gets up on the table and starts singing I Think I Love You by the Partridge, or n- not the Partridge family. Wait, I think we skipped a lot. Is it the lot. Partridge family? Partridge Family, a.k.a. David Cassidy. Didn't you get super in love with that song? You're singing really quietly. Well, I wasn't trying to, like, scream, okay? Cool, well, it's gonna pick up really quiet. Anywho's all... Who cares? uh, Tori Spelling plays... um, Sydney. Sydney in the movie Stab, which is funny because doesn't... She mention something about it? Yeah, she says, with my luck, they'll probably cast Tori Spelling. Also, when Randy and Dewey are talking about the Stab movie, the character of Dewey is played by David Schwimmer. Love. That's because that's when Friends was huge. Yeah, and also, when Randy talks about nude pictures of of Gail's on the internet, Gail says it was Jennifer Aniston's body with my face on it. So another... So they made a bunch of friends. A lot of friends references. Yeah. Did you count how many pop culture references are in this one? No, I stopped caring after the first movie. I get it. (laughs) Randy somehow also... Randy always realizes... Randy's the only person who realizes that he's the movie. He should have been. He's like, hey, I also made this other tape. (laughs) just in case, this isn't a trilogy, and it becomes So you know 20 years later? Yeah, I wonder what his rules would have been. Because his rules... Because he's like, oh, if this is a sequel, the rules have completely changed. Yeah. 
The death total is also greater. Is also always, always greater, greater, bigger. Murder scenes are more elaborate uh, with more blood and gore, but that's mostly just because they get a higher budget depending on how well the first movie does. Never, ever, ever assume the killer is dead. Those are the rules. Those are the rules. Sequel cut. So Gail gets a call. So they're walking around campus. Gail, Dewey, and uh, Randy are all walking around campus, and they're and it's Ghostface, and like Randy's pulled into a van and murdered. So yeah, so they get a call and they're trying to and like Ghostface is like I'm around here and I'm um like I'm watching all of you guys. Yeah, he's so like I can like, see all of you. So they're just running around grabbing anyone who has a phone, and then which is cr- <clears> I would be so fucking annoyed. Well, and so what the reason, like, because she says at the end that the reason that, like, you know, another fucking spoiler alert, one of the killers is a female, and it's the mom. Hell yeah, Sister Zuna for themselves. (laughs) And she says that the reason that she killed him is because he started talking shit about Billy. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah. Why'd you just make that face? No, I took your wine away from you because you said, um, like 15,000 times. You said, um, like 40,000 times, always. I'm the one who has to edit this, so I can say, um, as much as I goddamn want. I'm just kidding. Oh, so they find out that one of the, the other reporter, or one of the reporters, I don't think they know at this point, is, like, recording everything that's going on, and Gail and Dewey are reviewing the security footage, um, from the quad to see who killed Randy, because, like, they pull Randy, that killer pulls him into a van and kills him. The, then they're attacked by Ghostface, and Dewey gets stabbed in the back again. But then it yeah, comes... he gets stabbed in the back again, and this time blood comes out of his mouth. So honestly, he shouldn't have been okay. So Sydney and her roommate um, Hallie are in like the car. There's a bunch of other instances where like they almost like she's in like a library, and someone starts like chatting with her on the computer. Yeah. And, like, they think it's the killer, and she has, like, these, like, bodyguards who are always with her. Mm -hmm. And then they're driving, they're, like, the uh, police guys are, like, escorting uh, Hallie and Sydney. To, like, a safe house. To a safe house, yeah. And then they get hit, their car gets hit by the killer. The cops are killed. Cops get killed quick. Cops get killed real quick. Real quick. That part of the movie is so fucking tense, I think. Because it's, like, just the idea of being in a car... It's like that whole Cujo scene. It's just very, yeah, like, it's yeah, very yeah, yeah. scary because you're like, uh, like, I can't get out of the car, but, like, then they can get into the car. It's just a whole That's car situation. That's like in the situation. first movie when she, like, gets in the car and then she thinks she has the keys and the killer has the keys. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. That's really fucked up. Uh, all while this is going on, Sydney also has, oh, also she has, like, a really weird drama because she's, like, an art, she's, like, a theater major. I yeah, think, she's like an she's in that play. Uh, and her, like, I bet her, uh, the theater teacher, I think, is also probably a red herring. I would imagine, don't you think? That actor? The, well, that character of her theater teacher. Do I think he's supposed to be a red herring? No. No? Well, the He's, p- like, real into her. Yeah, he, like... Plus, he's not, like, in the story he for Loki wants to... time for him to be, like, a red herring, I don't no. think. No. He's only in it for, like, five seconds. The play that she's in is Agamemnon, which yes. is... Which is, the, like, a Greek play, right? Yeah, it's the uh, first Aristella, a trilogy of ancient Greek tragedies. On uh, the running theme in the trilogy is uh, murder and revenge. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters, her name is Clemenestra. Cle- Cle- I don't know, fucking know, I can't say it right now. Uh, and she kills Agamemnon for sacrificing their daughter and having an affair. And Orestes... Uh, their son seeks revenge for his father's death and the mother's affair by killing Clemenestra. <laughs> Sounds like chlamydia. Clemenestra. It's like Clitemenestra. Yeah. Yeah. I should have looked it up. Uh, his mother. Anyway, so it's like 
oh, it's like the play within, it's like Hamlet, basically, because it's like an allegory for what the climax is, because there's all those familial relationships going on. So, skinny Jerry O'Connell's walking on campus at night, and you think he's, like, Ghostface is approaching him, but it's just his stupid frat brothers that came to haze him, because he gave Sydney his frat pin, and uh, once again, I'm gonna talk in my I hate frat life voice, because she, like, gives him, or he gives her his ring, right? No, it's a necklace with his letters on it. Oh, it's his... Oh, right. It's his... Yeah, because I think you get a necklace. Yeah, it's, it. it's just like a silver chain necklace. Yeah, and so he has to get hazed for giving it. And they, like... But it's like, what's supposed to happen? Right. Yeah. Um, they, they like, strap him up to a giant, like, prop star weird thing, like, on the stage. It's something for, like... Yeah, something it's that would some been weird that prop for the play. It looks like a cross. Yeah, yeah. He looks like it looks like he's being crucified. Yeah. It's really fucked up. There's some uh, religious undertones in this that I did not see. I didn't mean to say Nazi. So Sydney finds him, and he's been like beaten up really bad, and he's still attached yeah. to the stage prop. And then Ghostface is just casually sitting in the audience, like he's a fuck, fucking about to watch Hamilton or something. And oh, then... Halle gets killed too. Did we talk about that? Yeah, we talked about that in the car wreck or the car crash scene. Yeah, Halle dies as fuck. Um, and then it's revealed that Timothy Olive Mickey is uh, one of the killers. When I was younger, I thought for some reason I thought Mickey was Billy's like brother. Okay. Like he's like a strange brother. A I don't know where brother? my mind came up with that, but then obviously watching it multiple times in my adult life, I'm like, well, that's not true. Well, Derek is the name of Skinny uh Jimmy O'Connell's character and apparently him and Mickey were supposed to be best friends when I thought I think they're roommates. Oh, that kind of makes sense, I guess. I think they were roommates well, before they're... Jerry O'Connell started being in the okay um, frat. Frat. Mm-hmm. Well, because he was a medical student, he's a film student. I just don't. I mean, I guess like you it become matter friends. Doesn't matter if dorm was. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't take that into account. So um, Mickey shoots uh, Jerry O'Connell, which makes well, they're it trying even to more make. Up. Sh- he's trying to like fuck with her and be like, "He's my partner. Jerry O'Connell's my partner. Same things happening to you as it did last time. You know, it's your boyfriend and his friend." Yes, and so then the so then she doesn't like save him or anything, right? The reporter who's been up Gail's ass the whole movie comes out. Sydney recognizes her because it's Billy Loomis's mom, yeah, aka the killer from the first movie. And Courtney Cox is there, and she's like, "Who the fuck is that?" Oh yeah, because like Courtney Cox comes out first, and like it makes you think that like she's the killer. Yeah, because when Gail's like running away from the killer <gasps> Tuesday, what are you barking at, silly? Tuesday's a fucking psycho. When Gail's like running away, when Dewey gets killed, she like is trying to call the cops. And then the reporter comes up to her and she's like, oh, what's going on? And then that's when she obviously would have, like, you know, gotten And her. so then Mickey says he wanted to kill people because he wanted to be caught and immortalized by the media, which yeah. is weird. He no. was talking about, like, um... He wanted to be Charles immortalized. Charles Manson and all of them. Yeah. Tuesday. Charles Manson, yeah, he, even though Charles Manson never actually killed anybody. Um, and he says they, they meet on a psycho website. Do they have di- dating sites Yeah, for there's murders? apparently a dating site called OK Psycho. Murder Mingle, OK Cupid's Killers, MurderMatch.com, Murder Matchmaker, Psycho's Killers. Okay. I'm done. And then, she, in like, uh, she pays for Mickey's college tuition in exchange for him to help her kill people so she is could avenge explained? her son's death. Yeah. It is? Mm-hmm. She says that she pays for his college tuition. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I guess so then he could have gotten into the school. She would have had to. Right. And so then she kills Mickey because by Mickey. Because she's like, pawn. he's crazy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, she's like, his story, no one's gonna... Cool, because he wanted to... He wanted to get caught. She's like, I don't want to get fucking caught. No. She thought, she killed him because he was a threat. She, she's like, his illegal, his legal defense was fucking absurd. Yeah. Although, I mean, all of these murders would have gone to trial. Well, yeah. There would have been legal repercussions. He was trying to do, like, the Ted Bundy thing, blame it on, like, instead of blaming it on porn, he was trying to blame it oh, on movies. Oh, yeah, he was trying to blame it on movies. And, like, fucking violent movies. Dickwad. And violent stuff like that. What yeah. a dumb dildo. Stupid. So, Mickey's shot by Debbie, and then, or, no, as Mickey is shot by Debbie, he shoots Gail, oh. and then she goes down. Yeah, but she just gets, like, her rib Which hurt. is, like, the second time you're supposed to believe Gail dies? I don't know. And so then Sydney tries to Gail's get Debbie bitch. to believe... Sydney gets to... Sydney tries to get Debbie to believe that Mickey's not dead. And then while Debbie's not paying attention, she hits her in the head with a jar... And then she also bitch slaps her with the uh, necklace that uh, yeah. Jerry O'Connell gave her too, which is like cool. Yeah, that is pretty badass. Also, so, cute note: she's wearing that necklace in the third movie. Oh, that is really cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah, I'm glad that she stopped dating. Also, like, yeah, she's she, over it. She's the, over it. The third movie. For yeah, sure. I mean, she kind of almost has a little something with Patrick Dempsey, but we'll get into oh, that later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and who wouldn't? I mean, I McDreamy. Know. He's McDreamy, right? He's gorge. I only watched the first three seasons of that show, and then I was like... I've literally only watched the first two. Yeah, so uh, they're, they're like in a big tussle, and then Debbie eventually gets Sydney in a headlock as Cotton comes in. Yeah, because Cotton just, like, overhears all the craziness, and he's like, what the fuck's going on, Because apparently Cotton is just stalking How does Cotton get a gun, is my thing. Isn't it like if you've been, like, tried with something like that, you are not allowed to have a weapon of any sort? No. When you're on parole, you can't have anything like that on you. Well, I don't know if he'd be on parole if he was completely exonerated. I think he picked up... Oh, that is true. But I think he picks up Timothy Oliphant's gun. Oh, I think you're right. Um... And so he's, like, gonna shoot Sydney. I don't know why he would shoot her. Like, clearly, like, why wouldn't you kill the actual killer? But then Sydney finally yeah. says that she'll do, like, the Do- Diane Sawyer thing. And then he's just, Which like, would have been boom. so cool if they had filmed. Like, yeah. in a mock interview. Because you know Diane Sawyer would have fucking done it. I bet she would have. Um, and so then Tuesday gets... That was the cutest noise I've ever heard, Tuesday. Tues- our, Tuesday, our dog gets dumber Tuesday. at that time. What are you even, like... Stop screaming. Barking at. She's screaming because no one's paying attention to her because she's a fucking dick. So, Sydney and Cotton realize that Gail isn't dead. Then Mickey pops up because fucking of course he wasn't dead. Yeah. Uh, Shoots Mickey like four times in the head. Yeah, and then also she shoots Mrs. Dead Loomis in the face, just in case. It's kind of like shooting a dead horse, except shooting a dead your ex-boyfriend's mom who you also shot dead. Yeah, like, just going through the family tree, pretty much. Yeah, so, it turns out Dewey didn't die because, uh, the scar tissue from his back somehow made the second stab not lethal. I guess that's not yeah. a thing. So in this one, they wanted to end it with him being alive because they knew they were going to make a third one. But with the first one, the reason they didn't show him being alive is because they had no idea they were going to make a second one and they thought it'd be... More interesting? Or yeah, better? Just, just better if more people died. Well, I re- body count. recently learned, because he's... It, his, like, his, he got stabbed in the back, right? So he has, mm-hmm. like, a back scar. And I lurcently... Uh, I keep talking in spoonerisms because of this goddamn wine. I wish that uh, Wes Craven was still here so that we could ask him if there was any sort of symbolism. We could bust out my uh, Ouija board and ask him. Well, I'm trying to think. You never... I think the... I mean, the main reason why 
I think he gets stabbed in his back in the first movie is because they initially don't want you to think that he's hurt because he like walks out and he's like and Cindy's like oh my god thank God Dewey and then he falls and true he's in the back. true so true I don't know if that would have anything to do with it that's true but I do think the funniest thing ever would be if you were using a Ouija board and you go to the hello and the Ouija board said new phone who dis <laughs> <laughs> okay so then Sydney. Uh, they go to the hospital because, of course, they were all, like, stabbed and shot, like, a yeah. bajillion fucking times. And, like, all the cameras are, like, pointing in her face. And then she directs them all to Cotton because he's the real hero. Well, and because she doesn't want to fucking talk to them. And, and she yeah. know he fucking does. Yeah, and she just walks off a very broken woman. Yeah, Cotton's, yeah, like, a fame whore. sad because, like... She just, like, walks away. Yeah. Why do you think they wouldn't have let her just walk away? No. I mean, her boyfriend just died. Her best friend just died. Well, she would have had to be heavily questioned. She would have been... She just killed a couple so people. So questioned. There could be, even though she obviously is the victim, like, there could have still, like, uh, even from the first movie, Stu's family and... Yeah. What's it, they could have pressed uh, wrongful death yeah. towards her. Totally. Because, like, they... If they couldn't prove that they... They weren't alive for, like, them to prove that, I don't know. Yeah. There would have, or, like, their parent, like, Stu and Billy's parents would have definitely, like, their victim's parents would have tried to seek, I think, like, uh, what's it called? Maybe. I mean, unless no, it was they so would have done wrongful death. No. I mean, not necessarily, Holly. That's what a lot of the parents did for Columbine. Wait, a lot of the parents? Or, Col- or, or the, like, Eric's parents? Harris. No, the parents of the victims sued... The Claybolds yeah, and the Harris. They weren't the victims, they were the murderers. No. The victims' parents sued their the killer's parents. Right, but why would Billy's parents sue Sydney? She wasn't the killer. She killed them? Right, but because they were trying to kill her. It's different. That is true. She Wait, could have right. played Well, I'm just saying. I mean that's stupid to try to sue someone's parents. It's well, not their fucking fault. Well, yeah, but uh, weird note about it was either the Harrises or the Kleibolds, but their insurance covered, like if you're uh, like on the off chance your kid kills someone. Oh. Yeah, isn't that crazy? What the fuck? I gave you that book to read like a year ago. You haven't bust through that big old thing Not yet? yet. No, no. <laughs> I get caught up and it bums me out. It's just really funny because like I'll bring books over to your place and you're like, oh, I'd love to read that. So you just have like a stack now of like books. I know. And like you're not gonna. I'm read... halfway through like maybe twenty books right now. Yeah. That's just have how you, I'm constantly. Have you my even life. started Terminal Man? Terminal Man. You didn't give me that. Or, or did I give you Airframe or Terminal Man? Oh, Airframe. No, I have not started it. Okay. We're great. Going through stuff. Great right Michael Crichton book. I'm sorry. So our dog Tuesday's being a dick. So, so this is it for, like, we're going to do three, because we're already at two fucking hours, right? Yeah, we're, like, super over. Um, and I'm just going to do our plugs later on my own, because our dog's being an asshole. Yeah, Tuesday's and, being a hype as fuck. And it's but, getting uh, tune in for next week, because we're going to do Scream 3 and 4, which are both still genius films. Yeah, they're still really great. I'll come for you if you say any different. Yeah, I love the fourth one. Emma Roberts, are you kidding? Ah! A lot of people oh, argue that the say. second movie is better than the first. I would fight them to the death. So, on that note, okay, love you guys. Boy. Hey, everybody. It's Holly. Just gonna do some plugs for ya. You can always go to our website at thesistersgrimpodcast.com. Um, a great way to support the podcast would be to... Uh, 
We have some books listed, like um, all of the source material I used from the Ted Bundy episodes. I have all of those books up, and if you just click on the link, you it takes you straight to Amazon, and uh, we get a little something-something from when uh, you buy something. And then you can also just click on uh, the button on the site that says Shop Amazon, and you can support the show by just shopping as you normally would. Our Twitter is at Sisters Grim Pod. Our Instagram is at the Sisters Grim Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Sisters Grim Podcast. You can download, download us rather on iTunes, on Podbean, on Google Play, just literally Google us, I guess. Um, And that's really all I have for you guys. So I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope you all find uh, $10 that you uh, stashed away one night when you were drunk in like a pair of pants. Um, And I hope you find that $10. All right. Okay. Love you. Bye.